Today on the show, don't just stare at it, eat it. It's American Psycho. I think the intros get shorter and shorter. Seems like eventually it's just going to be like, bing bong, or something. And that's the whole... Anyway, hello! That's right. And welcome to the Rewatch Party. I am your host, Nick. Joining me, as always, are the stray cats to my ATM, Los and Brandon. That's right. <laughs> Yo, <laughs> Feed what's me. What's going on? <laughs> yeah. Which one am I in that? Am I the cat or the ATM? Because uh, Well, it was to my ATM. I know there's only one cat, so I almost didn't go with it, but, mm. you know, it's... It's my show. I'll do it all. Yeah, go for it. That's right. <laughs> so today we are talking about American Psycho from 2000. Uh, it was written and directed by Mary Heron. I tried to look into her filmography. Uh, she did a lot of like single episodes of TV shows. And then this and a movie about Betty Page and a movie about Anna Nicole Smith and then more TV shows. I've probably seen the one about Anna Nicole Smith. Uh, I maybe. He was I really into have. her. It wasn't yeah. any of her Playboy work. It was oh. like a... When she biopic was, when she was chubbier mm. oh, maybe I, just, I definitely had to cover that I, I did have a copy of one of her movies when she tried to do legitimate acting and I mean it was terrible but there were certain parts of that tape that didn't play anymore due to rewinding and pausing and rewinding <laughs> well, and maybe pausing. Patrick Bateman was doing uh, yeah that. I want you to clean your vagina <laughs> there was a shower scene so <laughs> that's legit um, so this is based on a novel by Brett Easton Ellis, who also wrote novels like Less Than Zero, Rules of Attraction, The Informers, and Glitterati, all of which became major motion pictures. Yeah, and I also was interested by this intro thing, because uh, we had both mentioned earlier that it's got like, uh, we know a Dexter intro to be very similar, and I was like, oh, I wondered if he wrote Darkly Dreaming Dexter, which is the book, the book that, yeah. that that uh, show's based off of, and no, it's not. No, I can't remember who just did Just a nice those, nod. Just, yeah, just a little doffed. They're like, <laughs> a little doffed. A little doffed with the cap. That's They're right. like, hey, you know what was really effective? That false intro to American Psycho. Let's do that. Um, but let's go through our, the, the players. Okay. Obviously, Christian Bale. Uh, this was like... I'm Paul. My name's Paul Allen. It's not. It's Christian Bale. Um, <laughs> before this, he was he had had done quite a bit. He's been acting since he was a kid. Uh, There's a movie Empire of the Sun, uh, Newsies, Poke, Pocahontas, 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 the animated movie. He was Thomas. Whoever the fuck Thomas is. The animated movie. I, the was Disney there a, Poca- was there a live feature movie? I'm sure there Pocahontas? was. I'm sure they've made a movie about Pocahontas that wasn't that Disney cartoon. The one that's got Colors of the Wind? Colors of the Wind. Really? Um, he was Tom, And then he was also in Shaft, that weird Samuel Jackson kind of sort of reboot homage movie. It came out the same year as this. Um, but, so out of all that, I had only ever seen Pocahontas. I haven't seen any of the rest of his before this. Also, a uh, fun note is the year before this, in Year of Our Lord 1999, uh, he played Jesus on the TV movie... Mary, mother of Jesus. He was the titular Jesus. The titular Jesus. So he was titular he Jesus. Down, he slimmed 19- down for that one too. Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, Jesus was. I mean, he was. He was ripped, but he was. He was tiny. You know. And this was all before he. Was, so like, this, really that skinny. was ninety nine, and then two thousand. He did American Psycho. So he went from Jesus to fucking Patrick Bateman. And then, That's quite a character. Yeah, to, then to some tweaker in the machinist. And then the tweaker in the the machinist, and then. 
Bruce Wayne. So he just like teeter tottering. <laughs> we were talking about a chameleon last week. That's right, Goldstein. That was a much more of a visual chameleon, or like you don't recognize. You always recognize Christian Bale, but you don't know which size of Christian Bale you're yeah, going to get his, from one role to the next. His weight's a chameleon. Yeah, no shit. His fucking bathroom scale is just confused all the time. <laughs> I'm just a happy camper. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> uh, so then also we have Justin Thoreau, who has done a lot of stuff. I just remember he was one of the boyfriends on Parks and Rec. He had like a little story arc uh, that Leslie kept trying to impress because he was like, uh, so I don't know. He had some fucking fancy job, and everybody thought he was the coolest man ever. And what's that series on HBO uh, that he was in? He was like the lead role. It's not. I, I don't see, think I don't... it was leftovers, but it was something like that. Word forty percent or something of the world's population just disappears. Oh geez, and I don't he know. was like the the he's lead one of the character in there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, see, I don't know. He has done a lot of stuff, but to me, he's just always going to be. That one boyfriend that Leslie tries to impress, and he's around for like three episodes, and then that's it. And that's Why don't it? I recognize this guy on anything else? He's in tons of stuff that I've seen. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, his career is... Let me see yeah, here. That's it. That's it. He's had... Same with the next guy I was going to talk about is the actor Josh Lucas. I couldn't tell you one damn thing that guy's been in, but you look up his filmography, Fucker's in like everything, but he just doesn't stand out, I guess, at all. No, he really... Okay, I mean, he looks familiar. Yeah, I've, there's him from the Parks and Rec. Like, because hmm. he's so he's successful and has Jennifer traveled Aniston. the world and done everything he is or was. He says... It says he is. Is currently married to Jennifer Aniston. No, 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 no. But they only were married for two years there. 2004. It was a great two years. Oh, for him, sure. But she finally goes, oh, you're that guy? Divorce. <laughs> <laughs> I finally figured out who you are. She realized it. Yeah, yeah, he goes. He's just that um, unmemorable. I think she called. Uh, he called her Christine. You're Christy. <laughs> Christy. You respond only to Christine. She's like, "Fuck that." Christy. Yeah, you don't confuse Jennifer Aniston with anybody else. Oh can, man, we've talked about I her wouldn't. before. That's right. Two, I think two episodes in a row. Well, I this show she she deserves it. This show may <laughs> have to be the Jennifer Aniston the Jennifer show. Aniston show. <laughs> well, there people would. Uh, People would want to listen to that, right? Listen to that more than they would listen to Join this. The, on the Emergency Exit Podcast <laughs> yeah. Network, we're gonna we got a new show coming called the Jennifer Addison uh, Podcast. Jenny, Jennifer. she's not on the show, but we talk about her all the time. We can call yeah. it Jap. Oh wait, whoa, whoa. <laughs> wait a minute. All right, yeah. there, fucking FDR. Take well. it easy. <laughs> It's been it's been fun, guys, but we're canceled That's now. A, we just <laughs> got canceled. canceled. Um, so yeah, then also Josh Lucas and those makeup I call it his uppity brigade. They're just the super yuppie. Everything is about uh, status. Oh yeah, class, absolutely. Uh, con- consumerism. Yeah, yeah. So getting the late, like, getting reservations. There's a, a fourth guy that kind of farts in and out, and uh, Jared Leto comes in and out. He's not really part of the gang, you know. It's but it's so it's just. Josh Lucas, Justin Thoreau, and Christian Bale are like the three main yuppie guys, and they're they're easily mistakable for each other. Yeah, that's like one we, thing we'll we sort of learn. We're watching movie. that like they all, everybody in this movie has similar suits, similar haircuts, similar glasses, similar business cards, and it's like I didn't ever think of it as uh, maybe one pop possible explanation for this is how easily they can be mistaken for each other. So yeah, uh, and but. We also have close. I mean, we we know that from the movie that one he's constantly mistaken. being mistaken for somebody else. Yeah, but I see. I also played off as Jared Leto's character just being the pretentious of the pretentious people, 
So he's like the elite of the elite. So he doesn't even give a shit about them because he's cooler than they are. Well, that's it's it's crazy to think about. This is probably the most heady movie we've we've seen on the rewatch, right? And as I watch it over and over, um, there's you just catch more and like watch an explanation video. Like we just watched. Yeah, we watched before you got here. Really opens up more possibilities in this movie for you. You know. And I remember we, we watched it. this on the tour bus, and old postman Polly just sat there and like disbelieved well, well, for a well. while. Just like, what? Well, I, I mean, but but did he? What? I'm. What did I just watch? <laughs> like he was just baffled beyond words by this movie. Look at this shit face over here. <laughs> shit face. <laughs> oh, I miss postman Polly. Postman uh, so Polly. We got close to Savigny, his his uh, receptionist. Oh, plays Jean. Plays Jean. She's yeah. famous for this movie. Uh, she was in Boys Don't Cry. She was on that Showtime show, Big Love, about polymony, polymony, guy with multiple wives. Polly Shore. Polygamy? Polly Shore. Well, Polygamy? Is that the term for multiple... Partners. Polyamorous? Sort of. Yeah, yeah. but there's a term for actually being married to multiple people. Instead of matrimony, like polymony. Oh, you mean a Mormon? Yes. Yeah. Oh. Polymormy, I would say. Polymormy? Oh, my God. <laughs> Polymormonism. So, anyways, that show and that crazy movie Kids. You guys ever see Kids? I have no legs. Is it a show or the movie Kids? No, the movie Kids. Yeah, that's I have no legs, right? I don't remember that. I've I just remember they do drugs and the one guy goes around giving everybody AIDS. Yeah, that's it's Kids. He has no legs? Uh, don't worry about it. There's a All part right. in there where... I, Never mind. I don't Never remember mind. that. I just remember the monologue about he likes taking girls' virginities. Oh. That was like a big part of that. Um, anyway, she's... Was your favorite so, part? No. I admired that guy. She... <laughs> uh, so she was famous for those, but she's infamous for the blowjob scene. Brown Bunny? Nope. Uh, the director of the Brown Bunny, I don't even know his name, but he is like kind of obsessive about Close of Igni, and so cast her as his girlfriend in the movie, oh, and they yeah. did a completely act- un- unsimulated two-finish blowjob at the end of it. I've heard about that. Yeah. Two-finish, huh? Two-finish, yeah. How does that work? I Just kept working through it? You know, she powered through. Oh, my. And uh, it, it happened, and it's on film. It's out there. We know it. She knows it. Her father knows it. Open. Keep your eyes open for it. Yeah, I guess I, that was a weird thing to throw in there. And then also uh, <laughs> Reese, we- Reese Witherspoon's here, and she's awesome. But she's like does so much where she's like the sweetheart, like America's sweetheart, the the pure good girl. So to see her, even though she's not anything in this movie, she's not like she's doing anything fucked up. But just to see her in a movie this fucked up, it's kind of weird. Yeah, I felt. Yeah, absolutely. And she's fucking Bateman's best friend. Yeah, his fiance, but fucking his best friend, but he doesn't care because he's fucking this other girl who's engaged to this guy who's also dating someone. It's just like one crazy. It's a crazy yuppie world, man. Mixed up yuppie world. So then. Mixed up yuppie world's playing ACL. Mixed up yuppie world. (laughs) That sounds more like a song by somebody. Maybe we'll get to the band name later. Maybe just yuppie world. Yuppie world. Uh, And we have Willem Dafoe. Oh, I love him. I liked him in Boondock Saints. Um, yeah, Boondock Saints. I mean, we don't need to go through his filmography. Everyone here and everyone listening to this knows Willem Dafoe from probably Spider-Man or from any number of fucking things. And he's just from fucking... your fucking nightmares. No shit. I was just <laughs> saying, he's so weird. Like, who has a face like that? It's just this rubbery face. Like, 
He's perfect for the Green Goblin because yeah. he already looks like it. <laughs> he didn't like, put any makeup need to do on. anything. Just paint him green. That's like, all he needed. He, right. can, he can go from intense to like full on Nicolas Cage batshit crazy. Like <laughs> he can do anything you need. And I feel like he doesn't even read scripts. It's just like, oh, a movie, cool. I'll do it. <laughs> I like, already he, know it. He has no. Bar, no bottom bar for what he won't do. Well, yeah, do. he takes he takes the Nicolas Cage uh, approach. <clears throat> yeah. Just hey, it's a role. I'll take it. You know, if I, I owe people a lot of money. If I put twenty movies out, one of them's gonna stick. Yeah, he's not the most <laughs> handsome guy, and if you're willing to get a job in the movies for monies, who yeah. was he to say no? He's no so, Brad yeah, fucking I, Pitt. I have. A, <laughs> he will literally do anything. I have a note here that's what's your movie. I don't care. I'll do your movie. I'm Willem Dafoe. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good meme. Uh, he, I think he, <laughs> it could be a meme. I think he was in my home movies even growing up. Yeah, I know. You called him. You called him daddy. <laughs> he played the role of my dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so finally, last last one here. We have Jared Leto, and can we just? I know this is 2000. So it's been 20 years, but I I'm already over Jared Leto. Can we stop? I've been over him. Like I, I first heard of him. Because uh, my buddy was into Thirty Seconds from Mars, How? and I hated that. Well, he he hated he loved really shitty music. Apparently, and <laughs> I didn't like it obviously because I you know I have a brain, You're right? And and uh, ears. And I, I don't know. Every time I saw the first time I might have saw him was uh, Fight Club. Yeah, see, and that was great because he got the shit kicked out of him. <laughs> so I like that's my that's my bar for him. If he's not and, getting his ass beat in a movie, I don't I won't like him. Yeah, so, like, his whole whatever fucking thing with the Joker he tried to do, like, he wanted to be the maniac oh, tweaker right. fucking Joker or something. That was, like, in that uh, grill, the new Harley Quinn kind of League area. The Justice League, or Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suicide Squad. Okay. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I'm just having a... I, I don't give a fucking flying fart I'm about... Paul. My name's Paul Allen. Yes. He that, plays that Paul is Allen. Jared so... I read a transcript of the movie, and they had said i was confused because it was calling him paul owen paul, paul owen. owen yeah this transcript and it had like a whole different scene that was not in the movie either it happened like right after he took um his like kind of girlfriend out to the bar when she's sleeping you know uh-huh. and it's like what happens after that they go to her house and like he chokes her and like really does some crazy shit i was going to mention it in there thinking that's part of the movie and then it started saying owen owen paul owen and i was like what the fuck is this Alan, Owen, maybe someone spoke into it, like, you know, you'd speak into your phone and it oh, gets words like wrong. like doing voice to text? Maybe they just put it up to the fucking, <laughs> to the TV. Um, but either way, I, I took that out because I was going to read it as a, like a deleted scene, but I couldn't find it anywhere. So I'm Yeah, I don't sure. remember that happening. That, that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't happen in the, mo- the movie that we got past. Yeah, I was saying, do we have another uh, theatrical release versus... The, even the DVD doesn't even have the, the special any, features or anything. Nothing. Just some so, sort of like... Maybe that was like more the from scenes. the book instead of... The movie, I don't know. Well, the book always has more good stuff, man. Yeah, I'm I'm usually a component of book over film in every case. Same. So uh, the so reread party here. The reread party is going to be a lot of Stephen re-read. King. Might as well just call it the Stephen King podcast. Yeah. The skip. The skip. Hey everybody, welcome to skip. <laughs> skip. Don't just stare at it, eat it. Welcome to spip. Welcome to skip. Skip. Everybody is psychic for some reason. Yay. There's always one character in every Stephen King story that has oh, okay. something. Yep. Anyway, all right. So finally to the movie. We get pre-credits here. Yeah. Nobody does that anymore. In fact, most people don't even do credits. You don't even get a title card anymore. It's like they think they're tricking the viewers. Wait, are we watching a movie or not? Oh, my God. Like, I don't know why we got away from this, but like you get credits before the movie starts. So you know who's in it and who directed it and what the fuck's happening. What but you have that at the idea. You have that at the end. I always hated that, and I, I think it's a... 
it's a egotistical thing, but also sort of probably came in later in movies and everything because of, you know, actors being silly and wanting their name everywhere or well, something. Well, that's the draw. Like, Well, we're here watching it because we know that you're in it. We don't need to see that's, that That's fair. We don't need to see your name. Every fucking two times, in, you know. Before, in, the, before we even get to the movie, all of a sudden, Christian Bale's big-ass name across the screen. I mean, can anyone tell us well, that? Why do well, they him, do that? We, we need to know because... Why do they actually roll roll, do yeah. that? Do they, <laughs> he looks different. Yeah. Why do they do that in the beginning and then also at the end? I don't know. I would just be happy with one. That'd just be one? Well, and I would know. like it to be at the end. Yeah. You know? you Most people it? don't watch the end credits, though. A lot of people don't watch the yeah, end credits. So that's, that's the advantage there. You get it to them in front. Yeah, but then who's actually end. sitting there and like reading it unless they put it like way up in the middle or something? It's like usually. What I don't bottom, like right? is when they do like the, the, the credits and then the full scroll credit as well. So like the movie will end and it'll show you the actors' names and then you still get the fucking scroll credit. Like you get it twice when they play at, like after a little the movie's clip. already over. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like or when they play a clip of like each of the actors yeah, and then like then some shit like that. And then you still have to watch the fucking credit, or you don't have to watch credits. But like you just said it, just don't don't give me this back to back. You know, they it's not like it's the full credits either because it's not telling you the music director. No, or no, no, fucking... just the, just the names that you recognize uh, of. The, the faces that you just watched all for two more, hours. All the more evidence that that's an egotistical fucking union yeah. bullshit thing that they some, added. Some shit. The, everyone's contract. Um, so. They went on strike for it, dude. That's why they went on strike? <laughs> the actors went on strike for that. The actors went on strike. I want my name in the beginning, goddammit. The actors definitely never went on strike. They they need they need the attention. And couldn't. We're seeing that now. I went on strike, but now my They're face isn't on screens it. all around the world. What do I do? Um, so anyway, pre-credits. <laughs> it's a like a white, completely white, like sterile background, and you got that cool song, very much like Dexter. Well, Dexter actually has the fly, and like he shaves and stuff, so it's not the sterile. Um, yeah, this yes, this is Dexter. No, oh, this is American Psycho. <laughs> no, no, um, yeah. So we're getting like blood spatters, like blood dripping. I guess it's not splattering so much because. You see a and then it's like drops, a pour, and then and then it's like, wait, what, what? And then yeah, one does splatter, but it, the texture is kind of weird. And then on there's a raspberry for some fucking reason. You're like, what is happening here? Yeah, and it like drizzles around, and oh, they're decorating a plate for dessert. Yeah, I've never uh, had any sort so, yeah, of cuisine no- like that before. You've uh? I've never had cuisine like they have. You know, because it goes through all the 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 bougie fuss, eight plate dinners, and it's just like two bites on each plate. Oh yeah, yeah, kind of thing, and. The squid ravioli was yeah. one of the dishes. Yes, the free-range rabbit in duck sauce. Yeah. I don't know if it was duck sauce. Everything seems to be duck sauce, right? Yeah. What is ducks? I guess it's got duck in it. Maybe. Or four ducks. It's the, it's made from the, the same stuff they use on their feathers, that natural oil they have. Oh, yeah. I've heard of that. We, we harvest that, and then you pour it on your food. And it's called duck juice. Yeah, it's called duck sauce. They have the little packets ju- when you get Chinese food. You get the duck else. sauce. Yeah. Uh, Maybe they just secrete it from the anal glands like they do for beavers. That's where vanilla comes from. That vanilla flavorings from beaver anal glands. <laughs> for real? Yeah, I'm, that, that, I'm not making that up. That's a real, oh, that's a real thing. So, if so you, that's if, a job. If you're yes, yeah, someone has to massage beavers' anuses to get fake vanilla flavoring. So if you get anything imitation flavor vanilla, whatever, eh, it's 
Beaver ass juice. That was from a beaver. Beaver ass juice. They're playing at ACL. Take that, Buckies. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Now we know what beaver nuggets no are. Smell. Reek of shit. Yes. It, shit reeks of vanilla, apparently. So, yeah, if you're doing that, make sure you get vanilla extract, not flavoring. Noted. Okay. Anyway, educational. Yet again. That is gross. Such an educational yeah. podcast. So, yes. We uh, bring lots of stuff to the table here. You know? I also, yeah, I, I have a note here also about it's misleading like Dexter. Same sort of like, oh, you think this is whatever, but no, it's like he was prepping breakfast. Although that, that was actually blood. He cut himself shaving in Dexter, right? He did? Well, that one, yeah, like he's shaving and then there's the blood dripping down his neck. Yeah, I guess so. So, um, yeah. Um. Yeah. So now we're going around the super yuppie restaurant, like you're talking about, like mm-hmm. uh, super bougie, small portions on the plates. Everybody sitting around in their power suits, and um, we finally see Christian Bale or Patrick Bateman, as he's known, and his little cronies, and they're sitting here, and they're like, they're saying, "Why couldn't we get into Dorcia? It's all about Dorcia. This whole fucking movie, Dorcia." Um. What was what guy goes? Why couldn't we get into Dorcia? And his friends goes. Because Bateman wouldn't give the Mater D head. (laughs) (laughs) Man, they're fucking pretentious laughs. It's everything about these guys. So they're like looking around the restaurant trying to talk about, is that so-and-so? Is that so-and-so? This is where we first hear Paul Allen's name. Yes. Is that Paul? No, he wouldn't be here. He's over there. He's sitting over by this one. Blah, 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 blah. So it's like they have to be in the same place as other big names. It's all about status. Like they're not even... all about status. Yeah. What's the point of being in a restaurant if somebody... Rich and powerful isn't there also. Is that Ivanka Trump? Yeah. Well, that was, yeah, that one comes up later. But yes, Ivanka Trump gets gets a shout out. So, I mean, Donald Trump's mentioned twice, at least twice, or the Trump name. And it's because in the 80s that time, I mean, he was. He was exactly he, what this is about. He's a and, yuppie. And he's exactly, yes. In the 80s, I mean, they're 80s in New York business mm-hmm. and Wall Street. Like, That's you're right. not going to not. Talk about Donald Trump. That's his. How old was he back world. then? If he's seventy something now, uh, it's, so uh, it'd be forty years ago. He would have been thirty in his thirties. He would have been Patrick Bateman. Did Patrick Bateman become our president? Become oh, Trump? Holy oh, shit! Oh, we might have oh, just no, oh, it right here. Oh, that <laughs> sounds like a new episode for Emergency Exit right there. That's some QAnon <laughs> shit right there. Oh, God, I had no idea. Um, so yeah, they're all talking about this, and it's like, uh, yeah, they're talking about status, and this is when one of the other dudes comes in, interrupting, he's like, they don't have a good bathroom to do coke in here. They're all pissed <laughs> off because they can't do coke in this bathroom. And I cry every fucking time. I just think it's funny. It is one of the uh, He says, one guy makes a Jew comment or something. Yeah. Then he makes some fucking latkes, some fucking latkes. And he's, you know, he's in there spinning his menorah. Yeah, he goes, you don't spin a menorah. You spin a dreidel, you fucking idiot. And so he's just cool with the anti-Semitism. That's all I'm saying. So Patrick Bateman, like, he goes on a few tirades in this movie. Like, when they're out to dinner, he's like, well, we have to end world hunger. We need to cure homelessness. We need to, and he goes on this big it's rant about. It's always about, about one-upping each other. Yes, you know, completely. And that's definitely one of them. He's like, I'm above you because I'm not anti-Semitic. That's right. And then and there's a scene where he talks about all the, like the social issues of like. Yes, and he just basically lists all of them. He doesn't have any suggestions <laughs> on what to do. We've got to end homelessness. And and yeah, it's just like, well, yes, we have to have civil agreed. rights. We have to have equal rights. We got to end homelessness and uh, world peace. We must Great. oppose racial intolerance. Yeah, <laughs> which 
correct, but you don't actually believe in any of this, and just spouting it off emptily at a fucking dinner table yeah. doesn't mean shit. Well, it's a lot like, you know, they they got to have their one thing to one-up everybody, right. and Bateman seems to be music in this one, too, his his vast oh, knowledge yeah. Oh, yeah, of 80s mm-hmm. pop. So That's then right. I have note, like, when the bill comes, they all throw down the exact Boom, same, same credit card. card. Yeah. So just another thing that they are all the exact same. And by the person. way, I think uh, I think it said it was five hundred and seventy dollars for dinner. Well, in the drinks and everything, but yeah, I mean it's gonna and, and in the eighties because then when they go to this club, I don't know he goes and orders two stoli on the rocks and the fucking tab is twenty five dollars. Yeah, he for gives two, two drinks. We got two drink tickets here. Yeah, yeah this is <laughs> yeah. anymore. It's cash only. And then she turns around and he says, "You're a fucking ugly bitch. I want to stab you to death and play around with your blood." Five minutes into the movie. We should cut that yeah. and uh, use that as a drop. Me saying that? Okay. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> um, so then she turns it's around fine. and gives him his drinks and he goes about his way. Because a lot of this things like this, you don't know if he actually even did that or if she just didn't hear him because she was turned around and the music was loud. Oh, right. Well, I would, or if it was we got to assume that it's head. really loud because it's, you know, you've been in, you've been a bartender, so. Oh, for sure. It's definitely, he may, it's more plausible he did say it and no yeah. one else heard it. Yeah. Because That's, of that. That's probable. But so, either way. Yeah, either way, it's like, if you're, as you're watching this, that, that right there makes you go, oh, uh, yeah. this is going to be a different fucking movie for sure. Yeah. Uh, next morning, it's his apartment. And something, uh, that little about documentary thing we were watching, he mentions his building he lives in before he even says his name or anything about himself. Cause yes. It's all about I status. I live in the American Gardens building on West 81st Street. Yes. On the 11th floor. My name is Patrick Bateman. Yeah, so he needs you to know his status before you know who he is. That's what's yeah. Well, very interesting thing that maybe I may have not. I, I don't think I picked it up before I, I watched something. And hopefully, if you guys watch it in the future, you, you guys will be able to get a lot more insight on this guy. I'm going to watch it probably another time and and get more of that. Go, well, like, I guess we crap. know your answer for the end of the episode already. Damn, he's spoiling it. <laughs> well, you know. Anyway, sorry, you're you're. No, no, no. Oh. That's uh, that's right. I'm 27 years old. Thank you. I wish I was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, he, every morning he he does his crunches. I can do a thousand. I don't know if you were listening. <laughs> I don't know if you could listen, but I did over a thousand. <laughs> I have very little time to get to the gym. I have to sculpt my guns at work. <laughs> uh, so he has an, ex- an incredibly extensive skincare routine that he walks you through with the ice mask and the. The cleanser, and then the face mask, and then the lotion, the and then scrub. the after lotion, and then no nothing with alcohol in it because alcohol dries up your skin, it makes you ugly. And uh, so Christian Bale, of course, as we talked about, his level of dedication is probably topped only by Daniel Day Lewis. But he actually would do this every morning, that to, was just true. to be in the mindset. If this is what the character does, and he makes such a, enough of a point that. Our introduction to the character is him laying out his vanity and telling you what he does every day. Christian Bale decided he needed to do that every day. So he did that. So he did that. I need my to, apricot almond wash, please. To, yes, yes, <laughs> to, to really be Patrick Bateman. And uh, he says he based his performance off Tom Cruise. Yes, the famous He saw an interview when he was promoting the movie Cocktail. And he says he had a sort of friendliness, but absolutely nothing behind the eyes, like it was all a front. Oh, well, that's that Tom Cruise did? Yeah. Oh. He saw Tom Cruise, and that was his take on Tom Cruise, (laughs) so he based Patrick Bateman off of Tom Cruise. And apparently there was something in the book where Tom Cruise lives in the same building, and they run into each other in the the elevator, 
And he says, oh, yeah, I liked your new movie, The Bartender, or whatever. And, like, it's the name of the movie wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. So that, that's in the book. That's in the book, but, yeah, they didn't film Have that. you guys read the book? I have not. It's on my to-read list. I had never read this. I haven't read any of this. I've seen some of the other movies based on this guy's stuff. Like, we had less than zero growing up. I remember watching that. I was definitely too young to understand anything about what the fuck was going on in that movie. So maybe I need to see it again. Um... But I haven't read any of his stuff, so I think after seeing this movie, I'm going to pick up the book, start reading it. Yeah, because I, I read. The I can first, only imagine what they left out. Right. Yeah, uh, I read the first Dexter book, so I imagine American Psycho like that seemed to be like the youth, the young adult version of what I imagine this book would be to read. This one would probably be a lot more fucked Dexter's up. Dexter's kind of cool. I, I like that show. Um, I did until I think the fifth or sixth season. Like towards the end, the last couple were pretty shitty. But I came in like later, of course, too. Um, but then you know, having rewatched the whole series a couple times over, it's cool, man. It's a really cool, cool concept. Cool up to concept. the John Lithgow thing. That John Lithgow oh, season was season. awesome. Yeah, that oh, okay. season was great. Okay, great. And then the <laughs> next one, the next one was okay. That was the Colin Hanks one where he was like the, the biblical. Killer. Doom, yeah, and that one was like all right, but then like the one, twist at the end is what really makes it yeah, great. That's yeah, what that makes was that cool. great. And then once his sister figured it out, and then they're banging each other, and it's like oh. they weren't banging each other. Then they they fucked. No, that's what she wanted, but. Dexter's they, they like, you're fuck- my fucking sister, well, dude. Not by blood, just like every fucking porn. Like, not by blood. <laughs> well, because he, he was adopted. It yeah. wasn't actually related, and that's how we get every fucking video on Pornhub now. Oh, uh, yep. You just put that word step in there, and it's not illegal. That's right. <laughs> it's not illegal. <laughs> Some guy had a fucking million dollar idea at that fucking meeting. Weren't we talking Why do we about make this on siblings? Yeah. Was this last week on this show or was it on our I, show? No, I think it was last week on. I here. was talking you about that. Like, like, I'm like this fucking porn up step. You're fucking your stepsister. That's incest, motherfucker. Yeah. Well, and then somebody one up that. They'd be like by blah 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 banging not stepsister. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Um, all right. So anyway, the start of this movie, <laughs> uh, we have the great fucking Walking on Sunshine. I, like the, on sunshine. the music in this movie is like super upbeat 80s hits. And the movie, like the subject matter is fucked. And it's really cool to have that juxtaposition of those. But yeah, Walking on Sunshine, you can't listen to that and not want to fucking dance. It's like the singing in the rain with uh, Clockwork Orange kind of thing. Yeah, a little Just bit. Evil scene, but um, such a happy song <laughs> yeah like i did notice that with the music that uh the scenes that did have music they were very happy very bright mm-hmm. um or at least you know sending that but the scenes that didn't have a message or didn't didn't have music were all the more like tense and suspenseful yeah. hey that's yeah. think about that interesting oh by uh da 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 kate katie something case casey katrina in the waves. katrina in the waves. jesus how did i not know that I didn't. I if you I asked knew me and you said I'll give you a million dollars if you could tell me this, I absolutely I would have had to give that up. I'm sorry. So uh, there we go. Yes, yeah, so this song plays in in American Psycho and Katrina and the Waves, one hit wonder and uh, hell of a hit. That's my critique for the fair use thing. I will critique the song and say might possibly be the happiest, most uplifting song. Ever released. You may be right, dude. I'm walking on Like, you could have the worst fucking day ever, and that song comes on, and you're, like, kick dancing and stomping around and shaking your head, and you're, like, Fry from Futurama. Dude. Yeah. And he sing the song a lot. That's what was, that was his favorite song. It was his sing. fucking song. Yeah. So, anyway, happiest thing Whoa. ever. 
And uh, doesn't feel good. I feel That's like right. you would be hot. You're walking on sunshine. Yeah, I don't think it's physically possible. I'm pretty sure you would just go up in flames before you got close enough to set foot on it. Fair but, enough. You know, <laughs> we are making we're making great uh, advancements in spacesuits. So eventually, I'm sure Elon Musk will solve that for us all. Um. Anyway, so we get his schedule. Well, you ever have to contribute, Van Patten? What about? <laughs> all right. So it goes through his schedule, and he's like canceling everything because that's all how powerful businessmen do. He's got his own office on the top floor. Yeah. VP, some bitch. And, uh, so yeah, he says make reservations both for lunch and for dinner Thursday, and also don't wear that outfit again. Wear a dress or a skirt. You're prettier than that. You almost sound like Bane. Wear a dress oh. or skirt. I guess that wasn't a Christian Bale character, but it was a Christian Bale movie. That's right. And the phone rings, says, I'm not here. And heels. I like high heels. So he's like telling her what to wear to please him. Um, puts on Jeopardy and just kicks back. And this is what a fucking super powerful, richer than God businessman I, does. I assume it's the afternoon. And when was Jeopardy ever on before seven o'clock at night? Yeah, right. I had to be like reruns or something. I would imagine. I think. Jeopardy's on at four o'clock, at least now. I don't yeah, know in well, the 80s, but maybe back where you were from growing up. It, no, it would be earlier, huh? And you know what? I too? it was like four or five. In it's the, four in o'clock. The yeah. Um, if it was around 10 o'clock in the morning, um, this is actually a deleted scene. Um, it was actually Price is Right, and it, that's when he turned it on. It was actually Price is Right in an AARP commercial. <laughs> and, you know, they had to cut that. I said, hey, listen, guys, we, we couldn't get the clearing for that. Let's go Jeopardy. Go Jeopardy. Alex Trebek, he's the Willem Dafoe of game show hosts. He'll agree to anything. <laughs> well, he only did Trebek Jeopardy, will right? do it. Yeah, he did Jeopardy, uh, except for one point when, as a gag, him and Pat Sajak changed. Oh, so did they? So Trebek was on Wheel of Fortune and Sajak did Jeopardy for like one episode. Just like, ha <laughs> probably like April Fool's Day or something. Oh, shit. that's cool, though. Ain't no one going to um, be mad at and that. And then they probably... Got a bunch of hookers and blow afterwards because I just feel like every game show host, ever since I saw Confessions of a Dangerous Mind, every game show host has like a secret crazy identity. Yeah, Bob Barker too, man. Well, yeah, he goes around beating the shit out of golfers. He's got a bag full of dog balls <laughs> yeah, and he's he peddling dog balls. That's why he wanted them all spayed and neutered because oh, he was yeah. collecting them. He had like the fucking ear necklace. Like, <laughs> instead of that, it was a little <laughs> dog a of pearls. Yeah, well, you know, like the was the thing that. Once people snapped in Vietnam, they would like cut off the ears of their victims yeah. and make necklaces and stuff on them. Dolph Lundgren so, did that in Universal Soldier. <laughs> Van Damme movie. Definitely in the rewatch. A Van Damme movie, you know it's in the rewatch. So. Yeah, don't look at to us and like expect a reaction when you uh, quote reference Van Damme movies. <laughs> Van Damme movie anymore. Okay? You guys are going to see more Van Damme than you fucking ever thought possible. And Just maybe prepare. after then you can go for those references, <laughs> but you keep those goddamn things to yourself. Well, I figured Universal Soldier was a main one. There's a chance I figure you had seen that. I think the only Van Damme thing I've ever saw was like a few episodes of that Van Johnson. Johnson. Dude, that show was so good. I thought it was hilarious. God, it was good. Making a second season. Fucking Amazon. Making one or they... or No, they need to. They only have one season of it. Get off your ass, Amazon. Make shit we want to see. Yeah. Fucking... Pieces of shit. Pieces of shit. You bastards. All right. Anyway, so <laughs> Walking on Sunshine immediately cuts out. Like you, They paid... A lot of money to get the rights of the song, and you hear like fucking five seconds of it, and then it cuts to Robert Palmer because that's what he's listening to on his head uh, and his Walkman. Yeah, he has a fucking Walkman, and he's like, "I'm trying to listen to the new Robert Palmer tape." But Evelyn, my supposed fiance, keeps buzzing in my ear. 
Yeah. It's just like his narration of things is just so deadpan. But so Evelyn is Reese Witherspoon. And she's just like, your father owns the company. Why don't you just fucking just quit? Because I want to fit in. Yeah. He wants Which to fit in. Says quite a bit. And also that explains why he doesn't actually work at work because his father owns it. So he can just do whatever the hell he wants. Well, she said practically owns it. I thought she said your father owns it. Your father practically owns the company, uh, which I thought uh, was weird. How do you? Uh, maybe he's on the board or some weird shit. Yeah. I, well, I don't know because it is the title of it was I can't remember the name, but it was two names: Pierce and Pierce. Pierce and Pierce. Pierce, and yeah. Pierce. So maybe it's like his dad and his uncle or something. Well, like his last name wouldn't it be Bateman? Uh, Pierce and Bateman. It could have. Uh, they could have been former owners, former owners, that yeah. Passed on, yeah. And just they're still. Just kept the name because people, because yeah. people know the name. Yeah. You need to know that name. Yeah. I don't know. We'll have to read the book and find out. Read the book to find out. Everybody, I'll get back to y'all on that. Okay, so one of it just said so Timothy. Timothy's having an affair with Evelyn, but he doesn't care because he's having an affair with a, with this other woman. Yeah, we talked about that, and this other woman is all fucking smacked out the whole movie. Yeah, usually on Xanax. Lithium, she, something like that. And lithium, yeah. And then uh, she is engaged to Lewis, who's like the only one that doesn't look have that quintessential look. But he's also like bottom feeder of the right of the things. Like he's definitely so he's not one of the power snazzy, players. Though. He is because he's he is definitely trying to get up to oh, their level. Sure. Like yeah. Lewis is. I remember him from if you ever watched. Um, Silicon Valley. He plays Gavin. I did not ever watch that. Show. Okay. He does. I thought. I, I thought his nose looked familiar. He's yeah. got that kind of rounded. Yeah, he plays like nose. the the Steve Jobs mm-hmm. of uh, of oh, that okay. show. He's moved up in the mm-hmm. world. Yeah. Because well, because obviously this whole thing went to shit. Patrick, why here? Well, oh. <laughs> yes, that comes up later. <laughs> um, yeah, so they're out at dinner, and this is where he goes on his tirade tirade about. Gotta, we gotta end apartheid. We gotta get equal rights, civil rights, feeding the homeless, and all that shit we were talking about. And Lewis just laughs like, oh, "You're so silly. You're like, so silly." Yeah. Just oh, trying funny. to one up him. And he said it himself. Uh, Bateman says it himself. He's like, he's empty. I mean, he's got all the features of a human, but yeah, he's simply not. I'm just. There. I'm not there. And so he, it's interesting to to see what he chooses to be one-upping, you know? He could, right, he's just like, people care about causes, so I'm going to pretend that I do too. Yeah, he, he's, he's pretending, he says he's empty, he pretends to be full, and he chooses morality instead of cynicism, you know? Yeah. And in a way, uh, he says that it's almost sarcastic, though, when he says that all that stuff. It does seem to be, because it's like it seems like it's something he's rehearsed a lot, probably. Like, oh, yeah. Absolutely, probably yeah. has to. Yeah, so he gets cash. He goes to the dry cleaner, and he's <laughs> arguing with the poor dry cleaner lady. And he's like, "If you don't shut your fucking mouth, I will kill you." But that one doesn't seem to be. I guess she does like get she's taken, sort of, yeah, taken she, aback a little bit. She probably does speak some English, but yells at people and yeah, like, so, I'm not gonna fucking clean this. It's like fucking lady, blood in this. Some lady comes in that knows him, and he's like, "Oh, you can talk to them for me. I really gotta go." And she's like, "What the fuck are those Danes?" And he's like, the, cran- "Cranberry." The girl cran- he was having the affair with. Because she was like, I want to see you. Will you call me? No, that's no, a different girl. because he kept blowing her off. She's like, well, we should do this. He's like, I got to go. But we, how about Friday? Oh. Oh, well, no, I can't. What about Saturday? This Saturday? Yeah. Uh, ah, gee, I can't. I got to go. And he's like really blowing her off. I got a viewing of uh, the Book of Mormon on Broadway. 
That book of Mormon wasn't out yet. Okay, oh, sorry about that. Yeah, cats, and it's weird. Probably. Maybe so cats. Knowing what happens at the end, I'm not going to spoil anything yet. But is this really blood? I imagine. Okay. Yeah. He. Well, I mean, he says it's cran apple. I mean, he must have had some martinis on bed or something. But you know how he wouldn't have done immaculate that. and yeah. how clean yeah, yeah, yeah. he is. So how he was with the toaster? Yeah, the, co- the coaster. The co- yeah, toaster. he, he yeah. goes right for it. It's it's so weird. It's a gla- I thought it was a glass table or something, but it's weird how people use uh, coasters on glass tables. Like it's going to ring a, a, a leave a ring. Yeah, like you can't just wipe it off. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's a uh, maybe it's a padding so that you don't like drop it down too hard and too. break it. Yeah, I think that I'll go with that as you the reason. Setting down a glass bottle, there's always a chance you could let it go a little. You too You chip hard. something. Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. So uh, then we get the scene where he's talking to his lover. Uh, Lewis's fiance. Yeah, and he has porn on in the background as he's talking to her. Just fucking <laughs> random. He's like reading the book, he's uh, reading, reading the, the case of it, which was a good one, actually. I remember the wh- that one. The what? The porn. Oh. He was reading the case, and I was like, oh, I remember that one. I remember that yeah. one. Yeah. And it, yeah, when he returns videotapes, that's Probably. the videotapes well, he's returning. Not always, because later he's watching Texas oh, Chainsaw Massacre. Right, well, you know, he hops into both of them. Well, yeah, he's, he's he only interested in two curtain. things <laughs> fucking and murdering. So those are. He's into it. Um, yeah, so yeah, he's, he kept calling her Pumpkin. Pumpkin, you're dating pumpkin. a dickweed. You're dating a tumbling, tumbling dickweed, <laughs> Pumpkin. Stop <laughs> calling me that. So then he's like, we'll, we'll go to Dorsey. And she's like, Dorsey? <laughs> and she's just like fucking stone. I love he calls Dorsey and asks for reservations tonight at nine or something. And the guy just, just laughs. laughing at just him. Just fucking laughter over the phone. So he takes her stoned ass to a different, Barcadia. And she's like, this is Doris. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, you're going to eat this. You're going to have this. You're going to have the peanut butter soup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Zagat's guy said that it was spectacular. Yeah. So he's into her. I mean, I think he's with Evelyn just. That was probably almost like set up or arranged. It must have been arranged. And she's probably. And he's just keeping it because this is what people do. They're, they get engaged and whatever. But obviously they're both fucking other people. They're not really into it. But he's obviously likes this girl because she's so zoned out all the time. He can completely control it. Oh, interesting. Yeah, yeah. He tells her what she's eating, what they're doing, when they're doing Like, he gets to completely... And he doesn't seem to be, like, too bothered by her not talking much either. He Maybe he sort of likes that. And she does respond to things, but not controversial or making them angry. Mm-hmm. He's just all like... Awesome. Okay. Like, uh, okay, you're eating this, and she's like, oh, I want children, and yeah, just like always on the verge of passing out. <laughs> um, yeah. So she's she just like doesn't have a personality that he really has to put up with, or you know, there's no back and forth or actual relationship. She's just a shell of a person, and he is kind of like him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's, maybe he, that's how he sees her. Ooh, interesting. Yeah. Completely. Yeah. So deep, dog. Yeah, the deep peel, dog peel back layers of this movie, like it layers like an onion or an makes, ogre. Makes me want to cry. Um. Yeah. So we get this big conference room scene where they're talking about suits. Who made this suit? Who does this? And fucking stupid, fucking Jared, fucking Leto comes in and mistakes Bateman for Halperstein. Yeah. Calls right. him Halperstein. Uh, Halperstram. Stram. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, That's just what I wrote down because I was watching the, the the closed captioning as I as I do. Uh, yeah, but they also said Marcus Paul Owen, could so. have been wrong. Yeah. Well, no, no, no. <laughs> That's the the uh, the transcript I read online. Uh, no, he mistakes Bateman for Marcus Halberstram. Mm. 
Haberstrand, yeah, House Silesia, but, you know? Yeah. Uh, and then he just goes with it. He does, because he doesn't fucking care. And so this we have the whole business card thing, where they're all comparing business <laughs> cards. Yeah. And as you said, his was bone, and that's pretty telling. And the other guys have eggshell and, and white and raced lettering. and That's bone. Yes. Yes, it is. That's bone. Thank you. you, you the lettering is something called Cillian Braille. Yeah. Okay, all right. Stop. <laughs> Jesus. He really wants to tell you it's bone, yeah. dude. Yeah. Take it yeah. Easy. So then they go, let's see Paul Allen's card. And let's it's see like, Paul Allen's card. Uh, you just said that, Nick. Why, yeah. is he, why, why is he talking on top of you? <laughs> and so, yeah, his even has a watermark. Look at and that you, subtle like, off-white yeah. coloring, the tasteful thickness of it. Oh, my God. It's even got a watermark. <laughs> and you can see, like, he, he fucking him, like, snaps, his pen, snaps his pencil, and, like, he's not okay with this. Drops the card. Something even as pointless as a fucking business card being better than his, like, well, puts you, him over the edge. You say pointless, but business cards back in the day, I mean, that, that showed something, right? Kids yeah, even know what a business status. card is. Yeah, I mean, having a nice business card leaves a good well. Yeah, mark. anything yeah, like the new it business cards need to be. Yeah, the other guy is kind of like, oh man, that's a nice one, but they don't like have a complete breakdown like he is. Sure, but it's because he got outdone. You got to have the aliens business cards that plug into your phone and like, yeah, they, and automatically call. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. The one, those are well, the ones. you know, we hadn't got there yet. That's still like. Could you imagine if you had a wallet of years full away. of those? You're like, okay, I had to call Brandon <laughs> and go throw out your fucking cards. You're like, oh. all right. Brandon, oh. how's it going? We hey, that's right. Rolodex. If you get the wrong one. A Rolodex yeah. of those. Just <laughs> awesome. Uh, all right. So he's on his way home, and he fucking talks to this homeless guy. He's like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help you. And he uh, offers to help him, but then the guy grabs his arm. A goddamn job. And that's what it all, all changed. negative attitude. <laughs> you know how bad you smell. You reek of shit. <laughs> Are you good? Go. Keep going. All right. So. Get a goddamn Yeah. Job once out. the guy touches his arm, you can see him look down, and that's when it changes from, I think I can help you to, yeah, you smell like shit. Oh, you think Get he's a actually going to help job. him? You've got yeah. a god. You got a bad. I think that he maybe was. I don't think so at I all. Don't so. I don't think the idea was to, was to kill him until he touched him. Well, and then he fucking no. then it then it shifted and he just well Later then he in the stabs movie, him and then he stabs him and then he steps on the dog and curbs on the dog any 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 redeemable thing that he might have ever had that and the watermark really got to him no shit <laughs> why, but what the why the fucking dog don't kill a dog well and so right after that my next note is that he he talks about his emotions and he you know he doesn't have any except for greed and disgust yeah and so that's why I think that he did intend to go over there and kill a bum because if you're going to want to get away with murder, you kill a bum. That was like a, the universal oh, yeah, is that how you do it? murder rule. <laughs> well, that's true. Oh. <laughs> you never heard of that before? No. Go out there and kill a bum. I guess that's what they do in, see uh, what happens. in Hard Target. Did you guys ever see that Van Damme movie? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you bastard. Uh, that was one where they hunted people for sport, so they always had to pick homeless people that had no family or anybody that would come after them. Yep. But they fucked up. And guess who came after him? Van Damme. John Claude Van Damme. <laughs> that was his name in the movie, too. Was he the his homeless name, person, or was he the family of the homeless? He, he was hired by the family of the homeless. Of course he was. His name was Chance Dubois. Chance Dubois. Huh? And then Wilford Brimley plays his uncle, and it's amazing. <laughs> Wilford Brimley has a Cajun 
like a Creole accent and rides a horse away from exploding helicopters. This movie fucking rules. I might have to want to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> before is, before is that we get in the rewatch. It. Oh, absolutely. Oh, excellent. Okay. Absolutely. But it's, it's it's in the H's, so we still got a lot of time. We'll get to that in like 2022, maybe. Yeah, we are not even <laughs> halfway in. We're not the even fuck. through the A's yet. Yeah. Oh. There are only a few more A's. A's are almost over. Nice. Almost over. Um, all right. So, yeah, kills the dog. Really pissed me off. They go to the Christmas party. He, like, stomps on that dog a few times. Yeah. Like, he really kills it's the dog. It's not just one good one. It's a fucking massacre. Squished him good. Um, and I saw. I made a note, Reese Witherspoon at this Christmas party. Make sure to say Merry Xmas. Merry she, Xmas. I did notice that, too. She kept saying that. Merry Xmas. And as a pet pig for some. Fucking the Vietnamese potbelly pig. It's it's cute. Yeah, no, those it's are excuses. Not. It's it's cute. Dogs are cute. So then he makes plans. He makes plans with Paul Allen, who still thinks he's Marcus. Yes. And they go to the, this restaurant that almost looks like a shitty chain. Like it, he took him to a real uh, Texarkana. Texarkana. Yeah. Texar- yes, yeah. that was right. It was yeah. called Texarkana, and it's like almost completely empty. Which obviously he did it on purpose. He's not going to go to a, one of their usual places of status with people that they would know, and not a place where there are going to be a lot of people that can put the two of them together. Well, like he's planned to kill him. This is definitely plan, and he gets him fucked up. Interesting. Like he gets this dude hammered. But this, this is, is also where he calls out. Is that Ivanka Trump? He plans yeah. on. He plans on. Uh, Ivana, um, he plans on killing him. I bet you this is him in his head planning this whole thing out and and acting it out. Like this is the idea of planning, as we know from the so ending. So the dinner started his his hallucination, his fantasy, or did they actually go there? It, uh, well, it's his fantasy, which we're he mistakes as reality mm-hmm. because you know in his mind he's he's doing all these things. But yeah, this is a crazy moment where I bet you. This whole thing with Paul Allen, it was just All him coming head. up with this plan. See, I, yeah, I don't and know. And he maybe was going to do it. You but know? watching that thing just before we recorded this, where it was like maybe he mistook him because they're all fucking interchangeable people. So it could have just not even been Paul, Paul oh, Allen. Oh, right. That, that's another possibility. They leave it very ambiguous. They don't yeah. give you answers. So that it could be any of those and all of those. So we get back to his apartment, and Leto is absolutely wasted sitting in this chair. Talking about newspaper on the floor. And got a chow? <laughs> we got a fucking chow. We got a fucking chow. And so, do you like Huey Lewis in the news? And he goes on a rant about, like, talks about their music and sports really brought them mainstream, but four is where I feel they really hit their stride. Have you, lis- have you listened to any of these albums? Uh, I, have, I don't know if I've listened to an actual entire Huey Lewis album, just, you know, the, the songs that everybody fucking knows. But he's, like, putting on the plastic oversuit, and get, and he puts on Hip to be Square and does the dance. That's fucking dance, this little fucking weird <laughs> shuffle thing that amazes me every single time. Now, I do want to make, because he did sh- uh, shift, you know, into that other room, put on the suit, and then he shuffles back with the axe, and he's carrying it all low. Yeah. And when he sets I, it down, it didn't look like it had a point on it. Did y'all notice that? No, like it was... A, like it was dull. Like it was a bad prop? Okay, that, all right. <laughs> this, uh, so now we got to do the weird little shuffle dance. Um, well, he goes, I think their so, song Undisputed is their Undisputed Masterpiece, Hip to be Square. Yeah, yeah. He has the whole thing about it's... The song's so catchy. Here we go. Most people probably don't even listen to the lyrics. Yeah. But they should because it's not just about the pleasures of conformity and the importance of trends. It's also a personal statement about Ben himself. <laughs> hey, Paul! Yeah, hey, Paul! And he turns around and fucking axe to the yeah, dome. Yeah. And the blood splatter all over his face. And then he screams, 
Try getting a reservation at Dorsey and now, you fucking stupid bastard! <laughs> and his hair's waving around and just blood sprays all over. And it's like, yeah. And we have full hit. This movie is finally hit full mm-hmm. stride. Now, one observation in that scene, and this, if I learned anything from watching Dexter, uh-huh. it's blood spatter. Yeah. He, he did good to mask off the area where he was going to do it, put the suit yeah. on so it's not traced to him, but he's swinging that axe around. Man, you're going to be flinging That's blood right. everywhere. That's right. Also, they, there is a huge spill onto the hardwood floor. Like It doesn't stay on the newspaper at yeah, all. Yeah, when I was like, newspaper, ha, huh, that's not going to stand up to blood. Yeah. No, <laughs> no it doesn't work at all. Um, so that's he, what I know from experience. Yeah, right? well, I mean... Uh, it's just, just working from having to protect floors, newspaper ain't going to do yeah. shit. You need but, the rainboard. Yeah, you need rainboard. There you go. Okay, great. Today's <laughs> episode brought to you by Ramboard. Brought Ramboard. To you by Ramboard. Get your Ramboard at your local Home Depot. Your local big box home supplier. That's yeah. right. Tell them we sent you and you'll get no percent off at the door. <laughs> actually, they might actually charge you 10% tell them, more. Tell them we sent you and they'll ask who the fuck are they. <laughs> uh, so he takes the body out, calls a cab, has it has the body in like this big bag. And of course, Lewis is walking by for some reason. It, it's just like, oh my god, where'd you get that bag? Just yeah. like, not what the fuck is that? Right. That uh, shows some more about their consumerism. And uh, well, as he was dragging it through the hallway, there was blood. There was a blood trail <laughs> coming. Yeah. Who's cleaning that up? Yeah, the fucking janitor. Where does he show where he goes? But he doesn't show where. Uh, no, he goes I don't think he shows movie. where he goes. It no, just, but you find out later. Oh yeah, but so he, oh, he hangs him up in Paul Allen's. He does go to Paul Allen's apartment and like packs a bag That's and leaves an outgoing message to make it seem like he uh, went to London. Went to London. Going to London for a little bit. Tell Michelle I'll call her when I come home. Ciao. Yeah, some shit like that. Yeah. So then uh, next day back at the office and Detective Donald Kimball. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> oh god his name was Kimball but it was John Kimball wasn't it <laughs> I'm a cop you idiot I'm Lieutenant John Kimball John Kimball not Donald I, Kimball but they <laughs> pro- might have been related Willem Dafoe and Arnold Schwarzenegger that's the twins movie we needed <laughs> wow uh, nothing beats Danny DeVito well, he yeah, I know he wasn't a cop right he was just a like a private eye in, a detective in, in kindergarten cop. Oh, this no, movie. No, oh, this yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, kindergarten right. cop. He was because yeah. that movie goes from typical Arnold action opening to kids movie. Like it's weird. <laughs> uh, I was just trying to get it's, something different. It's not a tumor. There we go. <laughs> Boys have a penis. Girls have a vagina. Well, well you taught them the basics. <laughs> anyway, canceled. Willem Dafoe. <laughs> Willem Dafoe. 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 He just has this weird and that. Fucking, like, the biggest mouth in the world. I'm something of a scientist, too, you know. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to cuddle. Oh, <laughs> well, we'll get there. Oh, sweet. We'll That's get there. That's coming up soon, then. Yeah, not not too far off. Great. I love that movie. Um, I might rewatch it again. That sequel was so shit, though. Like, I don't know. There was Are a we, Boondock Saints 2? Yeah, it's called All Saints Day, and it was Fucking stupid. Does it still have Daryl from Walking Dead in it? Yep. The, the both of them are in there. Uh, the, the fucking guy Rocco even makes a cameo, even though he got blown away in the first. It's bad. It's really fucking dumb. Is he a ghost? <laughs> he like yeah, or a vision or some shit. Uh, okay. I don't know. It's God. It's so stupid. Yeah. You will not see that one in the rewatch. Okay. On, good. On uh, principle. Try getting a so, reservation at Dorsey and now, you stupid fucking bastard. Willem Dafoe shows up, talked about Paul Allen's, like, well, maybe he did just go to London. He's like, sometimes it's weird. One day a guy's walking around going to work, and the next day he just... And Bateman goes, the earth just 
opens them up and swallows them. Doesn't it? Yeah, uh, so he asked him what he knows about Paul Allen, and he goes, well, he's part of that Yale thing. That Yale thing. And they're like, Yale thing? He goes, uh, closeted homosexual who did a lot of cocaine. (laughs) Jeez. (laughs) You know, the Yale thing. (laughs) So you can tell he went to Stanford, I guess. Uh, He went to Harvard. Oh, he's a Harvard guy? Right. Uh, Because he asked him what school he went to, and he's like, Harvard Law. Harvard Law. Harvard Business, actually. Um, And uh, the scene is interesting. It's like, as Kimball knows already... Um, trying some, to get Bateman almost, to yeah. See, they filmed each of these twice, one with him knowing or suspecting and one with him not. Oh. So the actors never knew which one they were going to use to keep the the film kind of uh, but again, mysterious like, to the two of them. Knowing what happens at the end and who he is or whatever, like this could all be like if he gets questioned, this is what he would have to say uh, and he's playing yeah. it out in his head and we're seeing that play in his head. Or that's completely off i don't know but it's interesting that's why this so, movie's so you're heady. going with the rest of this movie is all in his head after that no 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 rest, it's just that he, he thinks about these things and like that's he's so in his head because he's got nothing else yeah and he, he he's really bad at lying and covering himself really like, he doesn't really even fuck, uh i have a i have a lunch at four seasons isn't that clear across no there's one down here like you don't think a fucking detective can figure out you're lying in no time flat that there isn't a four seasons in or a second one in and New York. In the second time. And then time, he also said his lunch meeting is with Cliff Huxtable. Yeah. Who Cliff, is Bill Cosby's character from the Cosby fucking yeah. show. <laughs> like, that show was on for 20 years. He, obviously, he's going to know who the fuck this is. Like, you're really bad at this. Right. And yep. if he didn't suspect you before, he does now. Remember, he, uh, Bateman pulls, like, his headphones and, like, CD oh, yeah, back yeah, yeah, yeah. into the, the drawer. Because uh, he, he, says, he says something like, Oh, I don't want to interrupt. And you can see him look down. You see Willem Dafoe look down at the desk. Like, I don't mean to interrupt. Oh, shit. Busted doing fuck all. And this may be skipping a little bit, but I think it's okay. Um, yeah, sure. When he brings out the Huey Lewis CD. Yeah, that's their, like, second or third yeah, meeting. Yeah, that was their next and one. And I, I do have a note when we get to that. I was like, did you, did is he, that a was thing? That but, the, was that the one he saw um, Bateman pull back into the... Into yeah, the, I didn't even think drawer. about that, but yeah, no, because he said, I just bought it on my way over. He said that, and he's like, have you ever heard it? And yeah, but that's like, a, the th- oh, no, I never cared for that. Right, so if last time I was in the office, I saw you listening to this exact album, and now you told me you've never heard it. That's maybe like a it. way that he's like able to... Yeah. He's just kind of feeling them out. I didn't see what it was, but I think I think it was something different. Because, I mean, he's listening to it, so it I guess... Kenny Loggins. It, yeah, I mean, well, this takes place in the 80s, so... It was filmed in 2000, so I don't know if the the law of 80s movies having to have a Kenny Longan songs applies to something just set there. Well, I think we have a Christmas movie conundrum on our hands. Does the movie have to take, like, the plot take place during Christmas to be a Christmas movie? Uh-huh. Or does it have to be, like, Christmas theme? Yeah. <sighs> it has to be Christmas themed. It can't, it doesn't just have to take place during, during Christmas. So Die Hard isn't a Christmas movie? Absolutely not. I mean, it. I take the stance that it is. It's got. It's got a Christmas party. It's got a happy ending. Right. And it does have a Christmas song in it. Technically. <laughs> I think this one does too. Actually. Uh, does it? I think so. I think I saw it in the uh, the end credits. It was a Christmas song. I don't remember what it was. Maybe in White Christmas. Might have to check that. But uh, it would be on the soundtrack, I would imagine. Yeah. We'll have to look into that. Um, 
So I've pulled you, up just this part. Yeah, yeah, we got we got it peel, pulled up. Obviously, you you at home can't see this. So we'll describe it. He pulls, and it's just a magazine. It's a magazine and a disc, or a Walkman. I keep wanting to say Discman. <laughs> In the 80s, they didn't have a Discman. Um, so you can't see that You don't see what it is. No. But maybe we're only seeing the hand on top of it. He may it may have been there underneath. I don't the, know, but you can't he see just, anything. If he just has it in, like he wouldn't necessarily have the case out. You know, like it'd just be the discman or the yeah, the fucking discman in the magazine. So anyway, but it could and be something. Was he listening to? Because them I on wonder his way if in? that's if that's a thing. Um, if that's kind of a clue, if that. But then how would he know what song was on when he fucking axed the dude in his apartment? Oh, he's listening to Lydia in Red. Yeah. He's dancing with me. And you could see him sort of sitting there and sort of enjoying it. And he's very still aware of what's around him, too. You yeah, because when the door opened... Well, yeah, we've talked about this before. Headphones don't cancel everything out. You'd be able to hear stuff. Especially those old 80s ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not like these like earbuds that go straight up inside your ear canal. All up in it. <laughs> All up in it. All up um, in it. There you go. So maybe not. Okay. But interesting theory, though. So he goes back to his apartment. He's doing more crunches and working out while the, the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre... Mm. There are fucking hundred of those, but this is the OG... And uh, I want to do a quick impression. Okay. Have you guys ever seen the the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre? No. Uh, here's my impression of the last half hour of that movie. <laughs> That's it for 30 straight fucking minutes. Oh, yeah, he's not wrong. We except they interrupt and go, Grandpa, you're always the best with the sledger. <laughs> fucking half a goddamn hour. That's it. It's just nonstop fucking screaming. We need to pull that. <laughs> uh anyway that movie sucks we had it on on the bus once and tj and i were just going like what what the fuck is this goddamn movie this is terrible so anyway it sucks as far as slashers go i do not not a fan well okay i just needed to make a note and an impression i liked your impression thanks thanks it's pretty spot on and, and you can hear it in the background as he's working out. It's just nonstop screaming. Yeah, it's very noticeable that he's working out and working two, hard while he's two chain, yeah. getting two chains. Getting two chains. Um, so, yeah, he picks up a prostitute. We get Christy, played by Kara Seymour. Um, and as they get in the car, or she gets in the car and they're heading back, he calls a, orders a call girl. Yeah. Blonde. I can't stress blonde enough. Blonde. Needs to be blonde. Blonde. Not quite blonde, are you? And then when she shows up at the apartment, yeah. You're not quite blonde, more of a strawberry or something. I don't remember what he says, but... Dirty blonde. Dirty blonde. Um, so he introduces himself as Paul Allen. Yep. Says, you're Christy. He makes her bathe. I want you to clean your vagina. I want you to clean your vagina. There so it is. You sound just like him. Well, I'm I'm just a shell. He's a method actor. I am actor. simply not here. <laughs> uh, so the call girl shows that you're not quite blonde on you. I'm going to call you Sabrina. Again, I am Paul Allen. And this is Christy. That's right. And you that's a very fine respond. Chardonnay you're not drinking. <laughs> Which, by the way, everybody... We, we, do have here, we, have a, we do have a fine Chardonnay here at the show today, yes, and we are not... fine Chardonnay. You're not drinking it. And we are not drinking it. So, we, true to form. It's true. He did bring it. This is not even a lie. He brought a fine <laughs> Chardonnay, and we're not drinking it. We are it. not drinking it. This is the <laughs> so, dedication we go to. fine Chardonnay. For you listeners, we're that dedicated to it. We're that dedicated. <laughs> I got the uh, Christmas songs that were uh, that were that in American Psycho. Yep. Okay, uh, Deck the Halls and Joy to the World. 
Not the Three Dog Night song. The I don't believe so. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. No, that's Bow not out. Joy to the world. Oh, yeah. the boys and girls. Okay. Joys to the Nickies in the deep blue sea. That's right. Joy <laughs> to you, and that's right. Joy to you, and that's right. Okay, <laughs> so he, now he puts on Phil Collins and does a similar spiel like he did about Huey Lewis. And he said, what, Genesis was a little, he didn't really get them. And it wasn't until Phil Collins took over that they became more commercial and therefore, okay, like once a band becomes commercial, then uh, that's like sort of changes that, their sound. successful has nothing to do with the actual music. It's just successful. Yeah. And Which, if he didn't make it as a VP in a finance company, he'd make a great DJ. I mean, yeah. I he, didn't really he, understand them, but until, now I do. <laughs> every time we go... Here is... I know you guys can't see this listening, but every time we do one of his music feels we are doing the little shuffle. <laughs> the weird little <laughs> fucking shuffle dance he does. So yeah, he's all about it. And uh, so he's setting up the camera and says, Christy... Show her your ass, or get up on the bed so she can see your ass. See your asshole, asshole. Yeah. Uh, and then he keeps asshole. And then he keeps talking about asshole. Keeps talking about Phil Collins, and then don't just stare at it, eat it. And then puts on. Like, sus- I'm sorry, I didn't know that was obvious, Patrick. Sus- yeah, I, I, you said just to show it to me. I didn't know I was supposed to eat it. Um, which, like, what in the fuck? It's just, it's really weird, but. He's Patrick Bateman. So then, yeah, we get a threesome, just all the banging in different positions, and he's constantly checking himself out in the mirror and flexing. Well, he was setting up uh, the video camera, too, yeah. so he wanted... Uh, he definitely wants... He likes checking himself stroke out. Stroke his ego, if you For know. For sure. I yeah, that's what I call mine, too. I definitely like too. to look over at myself in the mirror and, and point flex at yourself. Yeah, he like, points uh, at himself. You the man, Moose! That's right. Uh, look at you banging these back. women that you are paying to pretend they're enjoying this. He's You're very, so good. He's very Matthew McConaughey in that that aspect because didn't he do that in Wolf of Wall Street when he was banging like he was he pointed at a at the mirror at I think himself? that'd be Leo Matthew McConaughey and Wolf of Wall Street just had the one scene at the table where He's they did the okay maybe maybe uh, it was another Matthew Dallas, movie Dallas Buyers Club maybe I don't something wouldn't he was that the one where he's the AIDS patient <laughs> he's fucking <laughs> he's like you got this I AIDS. hope it's not that movie <laughs> uh, so well, god damn it now <laughs> Yeah, okay, so they, yeah, all the fucking and him checking himself out and pointing at himself, and then they all go to sleep. They get to stay over. Yeah, and they're cu- a slumber party. And they're, they're all cuddled up, and um, he gets up and opens a drawer, and you see, like, all these instruments of torture, and the girls are like, oh, I guess we're getting up. And you see him, he gets a uh, wire hanger. Hanger, yeah. And he's like, we are not finished. I'm like, oh. And then the next scene is them. The next scene is them like stumbling out the door, and they're all bloodied and scratched up and bruised and obviously severely beaten. But he didn't kill them; he just beat the shit out of them, gave them both extra money, and they left. That's right. And uh, it's odd, yeah. Whatever. I mean, he definitely. <laughs> he probably used it as a whip, uh, the hanger, and yeah, probably a part of part of the scratches too. I'm sure. Yeah. Ugh. Fucking, we don't know what happens with the with the, those whores, but well, we find out later one of them probably needed surgery. Yeah, had to go to the emergency. Yeah, she did. She tells him we we meet her again. Um, so then he's sitting there, and one of his fucking cronies is just saying the worst, awful fucking shit about women. Like this scene was just like 
they're talented, whatever the fuck that even means. Like the only ones the that are interesting that, are ugly, right? Because they have to make up for how stupid and fucking ugly they are. It's That's like, right. God, this, this shit is, it's fucking terrible. But it's also intentionally to show how awful these human beings are and what 80s yuppie culture is all about. Well, then right. Patrick Bateman tries Patrick, to one-up everybody. By as making he a nice does. Ed, Ed Gein quote. He's like, Ed Gein? He's like, Does he work in finances? No, he was a serial killer. He's uh, like, when I see a beautiful woman on the street, I think two things. I think about taking her out and treating her like a woman. What was the other thing? What her head would look like on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> and he has a creepy laugh, and then he's like... Like waiting for everyone to laugh with yeah. him, and, and they were like, not into what? that. <laughs> what? And so then Lewis walks up and shows them his business card, and yeah. he got a real nice business card. So, of course, he goes off to the bat- bathroom, and Bateman follows him because he's going to have to kill him because of his fucking business card. But as soon as he puts his hands around his neck, Lewis turns around. God, Patrick, why here? <laughs> and it's like, I've wanted you too. I've seen the way you look at me. And so then he freaks out. He's like, I, I got to go return some videotapes. Yes, that's the first one right and there. First one, and he runs drink. off. And then as he's, a uh, drink. <laughs> and then as he's leaving, you hear, Patrick. And he turns around and Lewis is like, call me. <laughs> Does a little phone to the ear symbol. Uh, not before washing his gloves. Oh, yeah, he his does gloves. wash with still his gloves <laughs> Washing on. his glove to hand. Yeah, he it really disgusted him. That's one of his... One of his emotions. Yeah. And that's how he can take, that's how you see how he takes real emotion. Like he didn't know what to do and he was disgusted and I didn't know what to do. Lewis didn't know how close he came to dying. Maybe the videotape thing is a, um, like a more, it happens after real emotions he feels and that's the way he avoids those emotions. I don't know. What's the other time he says he's got to return? We'll see. I think I, I think I have them all cool. written in here, yeah, so we'll n- see. We'll see. Uh, so then Kimball's back to interview him and says, where were you the night Paul Allen disappeared? And he just makes some shit up. He's like, well, that's not what I have in my notes. That's not what I have in my That's not what that's I've been told. Not, no, that's, not what I, that's not what I've got here. Yeah. So, he, oh, that this is where he has the Huey Lewis and the News albums. Have you ever, have you ever heard of them? Uh, I don't really like singers. They're a little, what does he say? They're a little too black for black sounding or he something. Said, he Some said, "Yeah, shit. too black sounding for him." So now, in the past couple of minutes of this movie, we've had a a homophobic incident and a racist incident. So his whole fucking social justice spiel at dinner the other night was yeah. obviously bullshit. Obviously bullshit. Um, and uh, do you know? Obviously, the Huey Lewis album was what was played. What was what was playing when he murdered Paul Allen? So I wonder, like, is this a tactic? Is this like something? But again, how would he know that that was the one playing when he act? Like, there's no way for him to know. There's that. no way. I mean, not unless he was there. Because that's how. That's see. That probably backs up too. Did. Kimball even exist in this world that we watched. It could be what he imagined because he's still thinking about it, and he thought about okay, this guy's coming around snooping around because uh, he comes up to his office while um, Kimball's there asking about if there's any appointments that say Paul Allen on there, and he comes in there. He's like, "Hey, what are you doing? Uh, is that a new coat? Where'd you go? You know, whatever it's from." And then the Huey Lewis thing tells a lot that because the only person who actually knew that was Bateman. And so it could tell me, like I said, it's very ambiguous, but I'm, I'm going it with is, that. And it, and obviously it's intended to be because as we saw both the director and the author of the book 
intended it to be completely ambiguous so that you have no idea. It's all those and none of those at the same time. So there is no answer. No, there is no answer. Um, so yeah, now we're at another club and there's this giant line going into the bathrooms because everyone's just doing drugs. No one's actually using the bathroom. <laughs> They're just all standing around doing coke and one guy, yeah, well, his, his Justin Thoreau, his friend is like, is that a... All right, I was going to do the build-up to that where he's like, it's just fucking, it's got a gram of sugar in it. I want to get fucking high, not sprinkle it on my oatmeal. And Bateman's like, well, I have a feeling if we do enough, we'll be okay. <laughs> like, let's just do more. And then, yeah, the guy leans over and he's like, Could you, I'm trying to... I'm trying to do drugs, and that's he like fucking ah. hollers over the fucking stall divider. Like, fuck you, you fucking fuck. And then he, oh, sorry, man. These steroids. So he's on roids and cocaine. Uh, we, <laughs> Ritz, not roids, boys. What? Reps. Oh, reps. Reps, reps not roids. Okay. Reps, not roids, reps, bro. reps on roids. That's <laughs> how you go. get. That's how you get fucking. Yep. Revelation. That's how you get your gains. <laughs> Uh yeah, Laura was watch in the room. I guess she wasn't really watching, but sort of. And so I was like, "He's doing coke and steroids," and she just looks up at me deadpan. I was like, "Well, yeah, isn't that how you do it? That's what I do." Ding 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 For someone like sober, yeah, it was fucking funny. I was like, "Well played." Give her well give played. her props for that. Yep, she she's pretty funny. Uh, so then back at the office and. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're sitting at this club, and he's talking to, like, this group of women. And he said, they're like, what do you do? And he goes, I'm into murder and executions. Because isn't that boring? Do you like it? Everybody I know know in mergers and acquisitions hates it. (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, no, he actually prompts her to ask him a question because he wants to talk about it. He's like, ask me a question. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Right before that. Ask me a question. Then she's like, what do you do? Yeah. I, yeah, mm-hmm. I just wanted to know how he says murder. And so then again, did he actually say that? Did he say murders I and acquisitions? Because you look at the setting. Is the bar, nightclub, it's loud. You can't really hear. You just Right, kinda... and they're not sitting directly next to each other. They're like even farther away than you and I are. So, yeah. you know, listeners at home, you can get a visual idea of what that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so then, like, they leave together, and they're getting into a cab, and she's like, you probably think I'm stupid or stupid whatever, someone like, I'm just a model, whatever, blah, 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 blah. And it cuts to him the next day in the office and he just has like a chunk of her hair oh, in yeah. his fingers he's playing with. So like, you don't see what happens, but obviously she's gone. Yeah. And he was doing the the crossword and it's all bones. Every, yeah, bones. yeah, have that, everything, meat and bones and, and, and shit. And his receptionist comes in and is like, do you need help with that? And he's like, uh, no, you probably better not look at this. That's bone. <laughs> yeah, there it is. And then he asks her. Um, so then he asks her out. Uh, and he calls, like, fakes making reservation at Dorcia. Yeah. They're like, no, we can't do that. He's like, okay, great, thanks. Like, no, I said no. He's like, all right, bye, nah. And then she catches him. She calls him out. You didn't leave a name. Yeah, yeah, she totally calls him out. They know me. Like, uh, Mm -hmm. okay. But she she wants him. She wants to ride the Bateman. Yeah, she does. For for sure. She she wants to be part of that elite. She doesn't even care. Like, obviously, that's not right. And obviously, I know you're engaged, but I'm going to go out on a date with you. She wants the D. She, she wants, wants his D specifically. B's D. She wants to be, she wants to S his D all the way to and, PB until he blows his L all over her T's. That's right. <laughs> okay. Just like she did in the Brown Bunny, bringing Woo! it back around. Woo! Oh, 
Ugh! Can you keep it down? I'm trying to do drugs. <laughs> Can you feel that, buddy? Can you feel it? Oh, man, I was... I'm impressed with myself for making that connection. I was patting good myself one. on the back. Good one, good one. Nice little Thanks. nod. <laughs> Tough with a cap. Uh, so now they're at, uh, back at his apartment, and she's got her little, uh, nice little black dress on, and he's very obviously playing a killer. But he doesn't like really want to. Like, he's being awkward and like walking around the apartment as they're talking. He gives her sorbet to eat. You see the f- the head in the freezer. You do see a head in the freezer, but he's like opening cupboards and kind of touching knives and then putting them back and then open, get duct tape out. And then, oh, yeah. She goes, what's that? Duct tape puts it away. Like, so he's thinking about it, but he's like trying to fight it, it seems to me. Like trying to fight the urge to not kill her, but he really wants to. And, this may uh, have been the she, realest like, thing. Are you going to have any sorbet? He's like, I'm on a diet. But you're so thin. We can always be thinner. And then the next <laughs> movie he makes, he fucking weighs 100 pounds. So. That's funny. Interesting, yeah. Uh, maybe not the next movie. He that he's it fighting. Lot, that he's fighting this urge because maybe this is an actual real or his. This is actual reality, not just his reality. This is actual reality. He he does it. He's about to do it. Yeah, he has a giant nail gun mm-hmm. pointing yeah, at the which, back of her head for a while. Funny pointing out that was obviously a pneumatic. Yeah, I was wondering that too. Where's the air compressor, baby? (laughs) So, yeah, because there's this, and then later on with the chainsaw, uh, I have a a thing about that. So, obviously, any of these power tools and things he's using, they they wouldn't work this way. So, either he is imagining it, or this is just a movie and they didn't pay attention to that. But I think that all of like those were things put in intentionally to show that it's either all in his head, you know, like. Well, I don't know. A nail gun not hooked up to an air hose. Maybe that could that be a sign it's, that it's, it's not real. Hey, let's yes. just assume it's battery powered, okay? It could be, but it wouldn't. Like, I've seen the battery. Not powered. in the 80s. <laughs> that was, I'm yeah, a roofer, true. man. Definitely not, definitely not in the 80s. And that model is pneumatic, man. Continuity, <laughs> uh, so, man. It may not have happened yet, but uh, he does make, when he's doing the narration, he's like, my. My thirst for bloodlust has bled into my day, yeah. my day-to-day stuff. So he's, he is kind of no longer he's a, able he's to aware, He's aware of this change happening and taking over, and it's freaking him out because mm-hmm. he doesn't know. He was able to control it before. He doesn't, yeah. In which at one point, at this, or at the last point of their, their encounter, uh, he gets an answering machine, a yeah, message right from the girlfriend. To, well, you think mm, he's about to, but it wouldn't right. have fired anyway. But in his mind, he's about to fucking put a nail in her head. And then the fiance calls and is like, uh, you better not, not do something because you're all mine, mister. And she does you're like my a, Mr. Bateman. Oh, I know you hate that. Sorry. Mr. <laughs> Vice President, my pumpkin. Yeah, so then Gene's like, uh, do you do you want me to go? And he's like, oh, I'm afraid something bad will happen. Obviously, he means murder. She thinks she thinks he means he might cheat on his fiance. Hurt. But then she says, I don't want to get bruised. Yeah, he's like, I might do something bad if you stay. And she's thinking, cheat on my fiancé. Like, she's still thinking about the day. And she's for it, because she asked, like, five times. She was like, well, do you want me to go? Yeah, Like, she's she's giving them the approval, I mean, she's doing everything short of fucking putting a giant neon flashing arrow straight at her cooch. Like, she is... Bring it in. Yeah, dude, she's got a guy (laughs) with those fucking things at the airport directing traffic right in there. I mean... She is open for Patrick Bateman's business. That's right. And uh, he just wants to see what her head would look like on a stick. So That's right. 
She does leave, though, and she has no idea what she just narrowly escaped. Yeah. Um, she thinks just a deep dickin'. Yeah, it's all she wanted. That's what she thought was that. Yeah. She wanted deep dickin', but she would end up deep frozen. Thank you very no, much. Oh, not bad. Not bad. I'll be here all day. Right. <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll give you some canned laughter for that one. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So now he's having lunch with Detective Kimball. Damn all. I'm a cop, you idiot. <laughs> and uh, so, again, asking him like, "Where were you the night Paul Allen disappeared?" I, I don't know. What do you What do you have? What do What do you have? Mm-hmm. Uh, that I was where I was when Paul Allen disappeared. So. Well, I have Paul Allen was with Marcus, whose alibi is solid. It's like, oh, you, what's, 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 what's his alibi? Which, mm-hmm. dude, could you act any more fucking guilty? Right. Um, well, the alibi was that he was out with a few others, including you. He's like, oh, oh right. Oh, that's right. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah I'm done, so I'm totally yeah, clear. Yeah, doy. But you can tell, like, Defoe's not buying it. He's like, maybe he did just go to London after all. But like you, the way he says it, and he's looking at him like, yeah. To think that uh, one of his friends would kill him. <laughs> that's, just, that's, just, <laughs> that's just crazy, that's just, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, that's, he basically closes the, the, he closes the case, basically. That, that's I guess. Last time we I see mean, that's, as he, well. he, yeah, they, they get the check and paid bill and, and, and Willem Dafoe just leaves the movie. That's it. Just gets up from that table and walks right out of the movie. We don't have any sort of explanation on Nothing. It. He never Other comes than, back. Other than I think that's just him trying to work out the situation in his like, head with him. So you don't Detective think Detective Kimball's completely a figment of Bateman's imagination? There's no other evidence that he Because he doesn't exist in, in any other way. There's no other cops involved. There's no phone calls. There's no follow-up. Well, I don't think he's a cop. The there only, I think he's, he's a, a cop, you idiot. The only other eye. person that even brings him up is when Gene introduces him in their first meeting. Right, so that makes it seem that he should be real, though, right? Because we don't have like a, um, a there, Bruce Willis because she does kind of thing. she does introduce him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she also says you have a lunch uh, when she leaves the night yeah. before. Like, oh, you have a lunch date. Don't with, forget about your lunch him. date tomorrow. But he has constant lunch and dinners with people all the time. So she, I, that could be a completely made up thing. As far as she sure. knows, she, he has lunch with Detective Kimball. But uh, Kimball could be an that could be made up. or something. Yeah, she doesn't true. know. Just hey, this is on your books. That's all I know. Yeah, like, it could that, be fucking golfing with Ray Liotta. Whatever. They do mix up people Pickens. in this movie. Like they the T Boone Pickens. Yeah. When he was on the phone when uh, T Boone uh, Pickens just showed up. Yeah, T Boone Pickens just walked into my office. Oh shit like that. He's an oil financier. Yeah, I had to oh, look okay. him up. I yeah. thought it would look just like William Defoe. Big Texas oil man. Yeah. Because ah. then he's like, I'm just kidding. He's like, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, it was meant as a compliment kind of thing. You know oh, because I mean? there's a super rich, successful guy. Well, he just kind of looked and he was like, Hey, somebody important just walked in. Oh, gotcha. I see. I, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Man, look at you understanding the mental workings of Patrick Bateman. That's dangerous. Well, I noticed yeah. the T. Boone Pickens <laughs> thing. I had to look it up because I've never heard about it. I didn't even uh. catch the name. I've watched this movie I don't know how many times, and I don't think I have ever fucking understood what he said. <laughs> I just like glossed over it. Like Because he did the, I'm just joking. So it could have been a complete made-up name as far as I knew. That's good because now you know you can rewatch it and uh, That's another thing. a bunch can... of cool stuff. Yeah. That's right. Uh, so yeah, he picks up Christy again and she's obviously hesitant cause he's she like, got no. the fucking shit Fuck kicked out that. of her last time. He's like, I mean, it was a good dickin'. Was it? But the whole beat up part, 
Yeah, that's not, a, not, not a deal breaker. She was having a great time during that threesome. There's one point where she like, just laid down to the side, was like smiling, waved at the camera. Yeah. She was having a fucking ball. Two of them. Oh! <laughs> she got her vagina cleaned and everything. Yeah, cleaned her vagina, had a nice Chardonnay that she didn't drink. <laughs> and uh, I, I think eventually she did have a sip of it. She did. Anyway, so she's like, yeah, she said she had to go to the emergency oh, room. Oh, oh, yeah, we're getting to a, a point here, yeah, too, where she does drink the Chardonnay a bit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that, yeah, that scene's coming up. That yeah. was with the the other. Oh, don't worry, the old friend. Uh, oh, don't worry, it's, yeah. it's coming. Oh, don't worry. So he bribes her. He writes her a check, and hands a like gives a bunch of cash, and so she goes to reach for the cash, and he opens the door and scoots back like inside the in. car. Yeah. So she finally does, and they're at a different apartment. He and says, my she's new like, apartment. Yeah, she's like, this is nicer than your old place. And you can tell I really fucking dug in. He was like, it's not that nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's not. Uh, so they're doing <laughs> yeah. drugs, and there's a different lady who knows him and keeps calling him Bateman, even though he's supposed to be Paul Allen. Yeah. But it's she's like, calling him Bateman. She calls in for drugs and says, where are we at? You know, and yeah, she's like, goes, You're Paul- tell him Paul Allen's place. Who the fuck's Paul Allen? Yeah. yeah. But I mean, obviously, Chrissy. Doesn't give a fuck. Well, because she knew it was a fucking made-up name anyway yeah. the first time because he made up Christy for her. That's not her name. Yeah. You know, so it was all like, so now she knows his real name, I guess. She knows, well, definitely not Paul Allen, at least. But and he always a, used his real name. When? Just whenever he talks about it, like even to the prostitutes, like he gives them the fake name, but no, he, he still uses the first his one real. he kept saying his name was Paul Allen. Oh, he did oh, yeah, both to, he did. to her and to the call girl that showed up. He Why told do them you both think he, he was Paul that? Allen. Because then As they're going to go out talking about Paul Allen. Mm. Okay. So Paul Alibi? He, he can't. Paul Allen couldn't have been murdered the night before if he had a fucking threesome with two hookers the next day. So why My is man. he trying to? I mean, from the dead, that's some weekend at Bernie shit so, right there. So do you think he went to try to uh, cover his tracks and also have a threesome? Kill a bunch of uh, chicks and then put him inside this uh, apartment to make it seem like he did flee and go to... And, like, like try, try to, to make it so look like Paul Allen... Did all these murders, all these, the murders. so that, like, uh, uh, Bateman sort of off the hook. For, yeah, and uh, the corpses were on the hook. <laughs> bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Man, what do I got to do to get some fucking canned laughter in here? Jesus Christ. Christ. too late now. All you got to do is ask. Well, that's not funny. <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, can I have know. some laughter randomly? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So he does yeah. one more rant about music on he does, you can he puts something in the Chardonnay, right? He drugs oh, it. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so she actually does take at least one sip. I mean, she doesn't like really drink. The other girl's just fucking drinking everything and getting And she just, even says, This tastes funny. Yeah, she's just something about the taste of it and tries to order drugs and she just wanted to get all fucked up and uh yeah, he, he goes off about Whitney Houston and she's like, Yeah, are you fucking serious? You have Whitney Houston? What the fuck? Well she uh she asked for an Halcyon. For a halcyon, I don't know if y'all know what that is, but when I had some wisdom teeth pulled, I don't know, seven, eight months ago, that's what they gave me, and man, it fucking... I you're know like it awake, is, but just barely. There's a beer called Halcyon. There's a bar called mm-hmm. Halcyon. There's also a bar called that yeah. downtown. And then mm-hmm. also, there's an expression, Halcyon days. Yeah. It's also a bird, too. See, like bird. all sorts of shit, but apparently it's a good drug that this lady wants. Um, it wasn't bad. So he tries to get them to make out and she's like, you're freaking me out. And you're like, I'm not a lesbian. You, you, you know, I don't want to get lude. Nah. Yeah, you don't get lewd. 
fucking ludes, man. I, just, I was listening back to our last episode, and I forgot how often space ludes came space up with that ludes, fucking man. creepy doll head full of space ludes. So yeah, so they're having they're having another threesome, and he's like busy going down on the other girl, mm-hmm. and Christy's like, "Yeah, I know what happened last time. I'm getting the fuck out of here." And as she's leaving, she's like starting to put her clothes on, and she sees this like pool of blood start to form, soak through the sheets. He bites her by the pussy, and she starts screaming. He bi- <laughs> bites her by the pussy. And you hear her scream, the other girl in bed scream, and he like fucking rips his head out, and his face is all covered in blood. And yeah, he does make a little Willem Dafoe type hiss. Um, so she freaks out and runs, and he comes after her, and like she kicks him in the face. We got a clip for that. You bitch, not the fucking face, <laughs> not the fucking face. So she takes off running. She tries to leave, and she opens like. Is this the door out? No, it's a closet full of bodies. Is this the door out? No, it's like a room with all this fucking die yuppie scum shit written on the wall. Almost looks like a Ray Finkel's bedroom. Die yuppie die. <laughs> die Dan die. Oh, Laces yes. out yuppie. Um, yeah, I forgot. It does say that all over the walls. Yeah, it's like there's that one room that's like, just almost full as of if crazy he shit. Hates himself as well because he's a yuppie. I, see again, this is all like. This is Paul Allen's apartment. This is him staging everything to incriminate Paul Allen. So he, I just took that as he did that to make it look like Paul Allen is fucking. I mean, I'm sure it was to make it seem like he died because if if that popped up and there are a bunch of bodies in there and it said "die yuppie scum," that would tell I don't know any normal detective like John Gimble. They would <laughs> say like, "Oh, somebody killed Paul Allen. Die yuppie scum." Right. But unless Paul Allen has that mentality of hating the culture he's a part of and wants to kill him. He seems to like it. Uh, it's, it was working out well for Paul Allen before the whole axe to the head thing. Yeah. But, so she takes off. She finally gets out of the apartment. He's like running down the hallway, and he's just str- naked, except he has shoes. He's got shoes on. Tennis shoes and nothing else. When you see that shot when he's banging homegirl on the bed, you see that he has shoes on. And I he was left like, his shoes on? Yeah, his shoes are still on. What What the hell's that about? It's for traction. Yeah, yeah, good traction. Well, he, he needed it at that point. He was getting in there. He's probably he, ho- off he the was, bed a lot of the times just pushing. And <laughs> he, was, he was doing some deep spelunking, so it's important to have good, proper good tennis shoes. Yeah, yeah. So it's just funny that he's running around completely naked in tennis, except for tennis shoes with a chainsaw covered in blood Uh. Yeah, another. This was. I'm sure that all sorts of ladies on set were wanting to see naked Christian Bale because I bet he really was naked. I doubt it didn't look like he was wearing had the little any sort sock of cloth or anything. No, no. he's the a only method thing, actor. He definitely didn't wear it. Right. Uh, the only thing blocking Christian's little Bale hanging out there was that chainsaw. That's right. Which he often held very suggestively. Like there were a whole lot of shots he's holding it, and the blade was like. Sticking oh, out like a giant dick. Interesting. Yeah, very phallic imagery. So she starts running down this big staircase, and uh, he like looks over the edge and fucking lets the chainsaw go, so that just she gets to the bottom and's running across the floor like it hits her right in the back and impales her. And uh, this was where I wanted to bring up the chainsaw wouldn't work. Like the fall, it's a heavy enough object that falling that far would fucking kill her but it wouldn't still be running right. and stab her mm-hmm. and impale her in the back like it did because as soon as you let go, the fucking chainsaw, chainsaw stopped. Yeah. I, I caught that too. Yeah. And how it would have caught it because it caught her flat in the back, which yeah. for that to have happened, like she would have had to have already been lying yeah, down. Yeah, and she was upright and running, so it would have gone into her head. Like shoulder or something. Yeah. yeah. And so, it would be more just the weight of it 
coming down. Would just her. like crush Wait, her skull yeah, or something, not stab her. So but yeah, then pretty much like right after that happens, you see the blood pulling up, mm-hmm. and then it goes to a drawing that he's doing with crayon, and then he's uh-huh. back at work drawing with crayon. Yeah, for, no, no he, was at, he was at dinner with. Uh, oh, oh, that's right. He's drawing on the tablecloth mm-hmm. with uh, Reese Witherspoon. And she never once looks down. I didn't at ever it. look down at him just drawing this fucking gruesome murder on the tablecloth at fucking that dinner. Could be one of his uh, his reality, not the reality. For him, because mm. he's like okay. writing that and probably thinking about that, and then he's there all of a sudden, and yeah, and he's like, "We need to break up. This yeah. isn't working." She's like, <laughs> "Your friends are my friends, and my friends are your friends. The more we get together, the happier we'll be." That's right. No, because the song. Do I need to sing uh, it? Happier, to get it? The happier. The we'll more be. we get together, do you get? Because that fucking song even says your friends are my friends and my friends are your friends the more i just like how is <laughs> the more that we get together legitimately a fucking be. line in this movie is your friends are my friends and my friends are your friends uh and he's like yeah i was thinking about that you can have them yeah like children in a divorce <laughs> yeah um, just take these friends and he's like he does <laughs> talk about how he he needs to like commit homicide on a massive scale like i need to kill people a fucking i you don't understand uh he wants to disappear yeah and he needs to get rid and of he says, anybody and she doesn't like, hear any of it no not a fucking word of him confessing and then he says one of the harshest things i've ever heard he just says you're not terribly important to me oh, and that's when it finally hits her and she starts crying and he's like <laughs> and then he says i have to go return some videotapes that's right because it's uh so that's probably discussed it's not greed, so he's disgusted that she's like crying, and that's how he copes with that emotion. Just like, ah, oh, this is an emotional situation, and I can't be a part of it, so I got to go return some videotapes. Um, and so then he's walking along, and he picks up a cat, and then looks at ATM, says, "Feed me a stray cat." He's and like, so okay. he puts the cat up there, and it obviously won't go in the slot. So then he's going to shoot it. And just let it seep into the. I don't. Not sure what the plan was here. I think he just wants. Obviously, I think the ATM just wants kitty blood, so he yeah. was going to try to give it to him. And then a woman like comes up, like, "What are you? What are you doing? Stop!" So he blows her away. Yeah, that's right. And right then, there happens to be a cop coming by because they fucking flash their lights and turn on the sirens, and he starts running, and he's like touching cars. He's trying to get into the cars. I think he's trying to set off all get, these car alarms. Yeah, break into them, yeah. Uh, to get away and all these things. So then these two cop cars come around and corner him and he starts fucking firing them and like not only kills the cops but then their cars both explode. Yeah, the very likely and, uh, scenario. Which is not likely but he even looks at his gun confused like, like what? what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> which was a funny little gag in a movie that really doesn't have many laughs at all. But yeah, even he looks at it like, no, that can't happen. So now he's killed. I have no, he's killed four cops on top of, you know, all these civilians. But like, he's really just, boy, you're going for it. If they catch you, you're he's, he's gone <laughs> yeah. off the deep end at this point. Yeah. He goes into a building and the door guy calls him. Oh, Mr. Smith recognizes him. Yeah. And yeah. calls him Mr. Smith and just fucking shoots him right in the head. And keeps running. Is this the scene where he's like going through the revolving door? Yeah, like he, he runs comes out back and then comes back in to shoot the janitor, and then spins. That's <laughs> right. Fuck like you in particular. Yeah, like well, witness man, you can't leave that behind. Uh, <laughs> fucking. Although at, I will say, yeah, he never changed magazines during any of that. No, no, never did. And so it might be uh, a delusion. Which yeah. would explain the car explosions. And well, okay, let's assume it's a you know ten plus one. Clip. I'm pretty sure he shot more than 11 shot more bullets, than that though. at the cops alone. Yeah. yeah, I mean I wasn't counting, but just 
kind of mental thing. It's like, I'm pretty sure that's more than one. Yeah. Um, I don't think you can put seven in a nine millimeter. Anyway. So then he goes into yet another building and a guy calls him another name. I didn't get this name, but again, the door guy recognizes him and he reaches into his coat again, but this time brings out a pen. It's very dramatic. And signs in. He's like, oh. I mean, he is like panting and just fucking frantic. Um, signs in. And then so he goes into an apartment. I didn't, it's not his. Yeah, it goes up to his, to his office. No, it was his office. His office, yeah, his office his building. Office. Okay. And the helicopters are flying by in spotlight. So he calls his lawyer Howard and he does this confession and he can't even remember how many murders he's trying to list like all the stuff he's 40. done. Like a lot of people. Ah, oh, damn it. Like he, the fucking acting here is amazing. How he goes between like hysterical and then sobbing and somber and then laughter and like just the sheer mental breakdown. I'm like, Christian Bale did a fucking great job in this acting. If you listen to the, it though, too, it like his accent, his uh, Welsh accent out definitely some, subs out a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Have to kill a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so, I'll let you go, Christian Bale. But I don't think anybody ever doubted how good a fucking actor he is. I mean, I never doubted. I never, I never doubted you for a second. Not Christian one bit. As soon as I saw you play Jesus, I knew. Will you keep it down? I'm trying to do drugs. <laughs> so then, next morning, shower, uh, shower suit goes to Paul Allen's place. And it's fucking empty. Empty. The closet just has some paint cans. And he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. what? What's going on? And the fucking realtor like confronts him. Um, are you my two o'clock? No. Yes. Uh, she's like, did you yeah, see the ad? Did them. you see the ad in the Times? Uh, uh, yeah. It wasn't an ad in the Times. I think mm. you should leave. And he's like. Obviously just too freaked out by why there aren't dead bodies and writing on the wall and all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, and he's... So so, so what... Um, when I first watched I this movie, I thought... He has a mask the, on? Yeah, he did have a mask on. Very yeah. coronavirus. Uh, very coronavirus-like. Yeah. Why, man, all these fucking movies from forever ago being so relevant. So lately. relevant today. <laughs> um, I When I first watched it, I had thought the lawyer... After talking to him, the lawyer took care of all that stuff. And I was like, oh, interesting. And then it kept going a little further, and as we will talk about. But that was my yeah. initial thought, is that the lawyer... The lawyer was... Uh, lawyer fucked me. <laughs> what? Didn't do it. Didn't do it. Lawyer, lawyer fucked, fucked me. me. Shawshank, sorry. Yeah. Come oh. on. More, more Shawshank. Yeah, I don't remember that from there. Come on, man. Jeez. Only guilty man in Shawshank. <laughs> uh, <laughs> That's right, Red. Oh, yeah. Why well, do they call you Red? Every, everyone's innocent, right? I think it's because... Uh, um. So, <laughs> so you think his lawyer was fucking was whatever helped. the the wolf like from Pulp Fiction just coming oh, in to clean yeah. up crime scenes? Yeah, totally. I drive really fast. I'll try to keep up. Um. All right. So he's obviously losing it. He calls Gene, breaking down. He's at a, like a payphone, and he's just like, I don't think I can come in. <laughs> like fucking another meltdown. Patrick, what's going on, Patrick? Yeah, and she's concerned, and he's like, Are you fucking. <laughs> melted down and uh, very uh i think anchorman did a little doff doff for the cap to this when he said the, <laughs> <laughs> when he, the man he took he took he took back where are you i'm in a glass cage of emotion um so yeah anchorman ripped off anchor uh, american psycho a little doff to the cap there very nice <laughs> Um. So then she's like, 
what's going on? And goes into his desk and like opens up his desk and finds his planner and it's got all the sketches of... Well, you don't see that just yet, but you see him getting into there. Um, well, she that, does open it and you see like one or two. You don't see the pages full of it. No, but, but you see like dates or whatever. And, and then it like, goes yeah, to the lawyer meetings, meetings, but the, then like she turns a page and you see like body part drawings or something, Not but then just, it cuts. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like a I little hint at that. I that part, okay. And he goes to meet his buddies because uh, that's all he ever fucking does. Yeah. And, he's, and he sees the lawyer, so he goes up and is like, did you get my message? And he's like, oh, that was hilarious to think that a fucking loser like Bateman could do all that. Yeah. That's just <laughs> And so he also thinks he's this Marcus Halperstein, Hal, Hal Halberstein, or whatever. We have different names, but... Halperstram. Um, so then he keeps, like, the lawyer keeps trying to walk away, and he grabs him by the chest and pushes him back. He's like, no, I, I'm Bateman. I'm Patrick Bateman. I did it. I killed all these people. Yeah, but he calls him Davis. He doesn't call him Halberstram. He calls him Davis. Goes, oh, so the lawyer Paul. has yet a different name for him. Yeah. And he's like, I killed Paul Allen. He's like, that's not possible. Because no. I, I had lunch with Paul Allen twice in London. Not, ten, and, not more than 10 days ago. And I don't find this funny anymore. Yeah. And he fucking walks around or walks away. And so then, yeah, he's sitting like, what the fuck? Paul Allen was actually in London. So I didn't kill him. Did I kill anyone? Did anything happen? And like, he goes back and sits with his buddies, but they're, I mean, they're all talking and unaware that he's like just sitting he talks there. about Iran or whatever. Like, oh, can you believe this fucking, how can he stand there and how can lie he lie like Reagan? that? Like Reagan? Yeah. And he goes, what do you think about the Iran thing, uh, Bateman? He goes, whatever. Yeah, he's just he's so Probably yeah. realizing that he's in this like hell, and he can't. So when do we get the scene of his planner full of all the? That happens. Uh, that happens just before we the, these guys go back. So he talks. He says Paul Allen is isn't dead, and then meanwhile Jean's looking that's through she, and pops in, and then we so see it comes these back crazy to her drawings. like going further into his planner. Uh huh. And yeah, he's. They're talking and they're trying to make reservations again, and it's yeah, like they're talking about where they're going to make them or something. Yeah, just full circle. It's just like it's just like the opening scene, exactly. And then he has, but he has his little, last little monologue of the movie, which we'll just we'll just play here. I'm just guy. I only have the last part here. Do you want me to play yeah, the whole thing? Uh, sure. Yeah. It, I mean, it's a pretty good one. Yeah. I guess to to sum up this fucking crazy movie, we just you just sat through like yeah. Here you go. But even after admitting this. There is no catharsis. My punishment what movie continues are we doing to next? me, and I American gain no deeper knowledge of myself. No new knowledge can be extracted from my telling. This confession has meant nothing. There you go. This confession has meant nothing. And so then you, the viewer, we all sit around like Postman Polly going, what? But did... What? But did it... What I just watch? Because you have no idea. So, like, Paul Allen's not dead. So who did he kill? Or did he even kill anybody? Like, he just sits there going, wait, so did any of this movie even fucking happen? What in the shit? Well, <clears throat> yeah, see, I would assume a lot of it did happen, but any time there were some extreme scenes, I think he killed the homeless person. Um yeah. I, I don't think, so. think he killed because there are times where he had the the dry cleaning. There was blood on those sheets, so maybe he's yeah. done something. Um, he obviously maybe, definitely beat the fuck out of the prostitute and the call girl. Yeah, so maybe that's the blood from uh, maybe that's blood that's what from, he does. from a time he did that. 
Um, but as for Paul Allen and the whole Defoe scene or uh, Kimball, that I mean, that I have to believe that's something that he perceived but to be real. Gene announces him like when he shows up at the office. Gene interacts with him, so he something real. It like I don't think well if there's a real person. Why would why would there be a disappearance of Paul Allen in the first place? See, what I think is that it wasn't Paul Allen. Like who? He thought was Paul Allen. I mean, he killed Jared Leto, but Jared Leto. Well, I guess Jared Leto showed a card that said Paul Allen, so it had to be Paul Allen. Yeah, I was thinking it was because they. Everybody else thinks Patrick Bateman's Davis or Halperstrand. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I was thinking maybe there's another case of mistaken identity. But no, I mean, he definitely was Paul Allen. So then, yeah, who the fuck did he kill? Well, and you know, he was also so e- egotistical and and hated, you know. The guy doesn't like to be one up, so that whole one up man with the with the business card and him being able to get reservations at Dorcia, like he yeah, Paul Allen could get Dorcia. He fucking hated the guy, and he fucking dreamt. He imagined how he'd well, kill also, him. Well, also every time they talked, like especially at the Christmas party when they made plans to go out to Texarkana and all that, he still called him Marcus, and then was talking about fucking. No, not Evelyn. Evelyn's a sweetheart, but she's engaged to that fucking drip, right. Patrick Bateman. Exactly. I, he talked uh, bad about Patrick Bateman, not realizing he was talking to Patrick Bateman. So how the fuck do you even have an opinion on like Patrick Bateman if you don't know he who he did, is? He did talk to him in that at that Christmas Xmas party. And, the Xmas party. Yeah, <laughs> and he talked to him, and when he called him Marcus again, um, that's when. He probably goes into that fucking that state where he starts imagining all so, that stuff. So the movie shifts in and out of his his reality. Yeah, but sometimes his reality is not actual reality. It's but we do get to see actual reality at times with Gene. There's just and, no cut. There's no like. There's no Wayne's World. Don't you know you're going into a Kim Basinger dream sequence? Which is why this movie's gets a very high rewatchability from me. Yeah, and um. Uh, like I said, it's a very, it's probably the headiest movie that we may have for a very long time on this show. <laughs> uh, maybe there are there are legitimate films in this, and I think this is our first, our first probably legit. Christian Bell doesn't make bad film. movies, from what I understand. I mean, I'm sure they exist, but I haven't seen everything he's been in. He's got yeah. a huge fucking. The guy's willing to lose like a million pounds to be a tweeter. Dude, that's fucking crazy. You know, that's got to mean something. That movie, yeah. Uh, we were watching a thing about that before we started recording, listeners. And like for the machinist, he went down to a hundred and ten pounds. Damn. Dude, and he looked, looks oh like my a god! F- if it, I have never seen the whole movie, but anybody who's like seen it or at least seen clips or pictures knows what I'm talking about. He looks, he looks, looks like a fucking skeleton. Yeah, it looks like uh, it's when you terrible. watch those AARP commercials, not AARP, the SPCA commercials, but it's with humans in like Ethiopia, oh, yeah, and starving, starving, starving children. And so then, Get that, Sarah Laughlin fucking singing another McLaughlin song. Well, she only had the two. Um, but then, yeah, the very next year, he was 220 pounds to oh, be I'm Bruce bad. Wayne. <laughs> Like insane what this guy does for roles. So, all right. So we got one rewatchable. Brandon. Um. Yeah, I would rewatch it. Uh, based on its like. Did psych- you see this before? No, I had never seen it before. Ah. This is the first. All right. Yeah. So I would rewatch it just to kind of you know the same reason why I would rewatch The Shining or something just because there's that mental aspect. Fuck, I missed that, and that kind of changes. Right, everything. and then knowing the ending, you can go back in and see it through a different lens. Yeah. 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 I would. I would definitely rewatch it. All right. Wonderful. All right. Well, yeah. You also want to fucking buy the book? 
Yeah. I'm gonna go, <laughs> so you got it. Well, usually I'm a book before movie kind of right. guy. And I just haven't gotten around to that one, but I've always wanted to. And after seeing that, it's like, uh, I might I, I might have to it. see what the fuck it. is going on with this. Hell yeah. Fucking with this no thing. telling what they left out. Yeah, no kidding. I would be curious to know that too. Um, and then I'll for be me- the book correspondent. Cool. Please do. Please <laughs> the do. The rereadability. Yeah. Um, which you'd think I would, I mean, I fucking read all the time, but I haven't got to this one. I tried to read Clockwork Orange. And I'd it's stick a good with, one. I, man, it's so weird. Like yeah. he, he wrote in British slang. It takes about half the book to get used to the language. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, and he doesn't even attempt to explain what anything fucking you means. You're just reading like out. that wasn't even a sentence and half <laughs> of these aren't words. What am I reading here? It's, Molly it's, Chalks. And, it, yeah, yeah. It's a fucking weird one. Um, so for me, yes, I would definitely rewatch this and I have many times. So we've got another uh, high rewatchability movie. Second Woo! in a row. Second in a row with a perfect Wait, score. I'm trying to do drugs. Sorry about that. We'll keep it down. My yeah, your neighbors down. and their drugs, man. God damn. <laughs> so there we go, everybody. And if you have not seen American Psycho, obviously you should go check it out uh, based on our findings here. So that does. That's American Psycho. That's right. Thanks for joining it. us here on The Rewatch Party. If you like what you heard, be sure to tell any and everyone about us. You can find us on Twitter at Rewatch underscore the or email us at the Rewatch Party at gmail.com. Join us next week for Bradley Cooper's triumphant return to the program with American Sniper. Until then, I'm Nick with Lois and Brandon, That's and right. thanks for rewatching. Bye. Like, I got a military-age male uh, on a cell phone watching the convoy over. If you think he's reporting troop movement, you have a green light. Your call, over. Maybe he's just calling his old lady. <laughs> he stepped off. <coughs> Hold on, I got a woman and a kid 200 yards out. Moving towards the convoy. Her arms aren't swinging, she's carrying something. <coughs> yeah, she's got a grenade, she's got an RKG rushing grenade. She's saying to the kid. You say a woman and a kid? You got eyes on this? Can you confirm? Negative. Your call. fry you if you're wrong.